shuffle, shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops, blue ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Well, 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 well. I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole my ass. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> Welcome back to WTM. Watch this movie. I'm your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. It's another three-way today as we have both Alex Jones and the Wolfman. Let him watch. Let him watch. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Brent doesn't know what to do. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Jones took your call. Oh. You're supposed to say get it now. Get it. Get it. <laughs> Wait for the wolf who should be coming directly. You send in the wolf? They are both here. Present. That's right. Clearing present danger. <laughs> Jack Ryan. I like your boy. What? What is that from? Well it's it's from Clearing Present Danger, but Jack Ryan's the character. <laughs> oh, okay. I never actually saw it. Oh, it's another Jack Killer Ryan title though. Then he Clear. said holla at your boy for some reason. Holla at your boy. <laughs> Patriot Games, Hunt for Red October, Some of All Fears. I haven't seen any of them. Jack uh, Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Is that Jack Chris Ryan Pine. in all those? Mm-hmm. What an yeah. original name. I yeah. never, have, yeah, I've, I've never seen any of those. <laughs> Heard of all of them. Well, what Not a good segue because we're going to be talking about a different Jack today. A Jackie Brown. Jackie Robinson. Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't get it in quick enough. Oh, we will have to put the audio in and like put you ahead of yeah. mine, so it works better. <laughs> Thought we were breaking down forty-two. <laughs> really test your editing skills there. Oh, it is. It's probably going to be a long episode, so we should get down to brass tacks. We're doing a breakdown of Jackie Brown. So, uh, if you're new to the show, we go through the whole plot synopsis. We're not going to be using uh, Wikipedia or IMDb today like we usually do um we have enough story notes to uh tell a coherent story so probably just get right into it uh jackie brown 1997 directed by quentin tarantino starring pam greer samuel jackson robert de niro bridget fonda michael keaton michael bowen robert forrester robert forrester max cherry Robert Forrester also nominated for a Cami Award for Best Supporting Actor for this movie. Is he the only one that got nominated? Yes. I didn't look that up. That's kind of racist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nominate the one white actor. (laughs) (laughs) De Niro didn't get anything. Well, you you can't have every supporting actor (laughs) be nominated. Maybe they didn't consider him high enough because... He was smoking weed in half the movie. <laughs> like we can't have Robert De Niro smoking weed get nominated no. for Oscars. For three minutes he banged Bridget Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> Less than three minutes. Yeah. Get a beer. 
he had a headache afterwards. <laughs> Oof. In honor of Jackie Brown, we are drinking screwdrivers today. Ordell Roby's drink of choice. Get some OJ? Some vodka? Hook a brother up with a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess let's just get a brief background. When's the first time you saw this? And uh, like thoughts at the time, thoughts now. I, Run us through your life story quick. <laughs> <laughs> I probably saw it uh, towards the end of high school or right after high school when I was scamming Blockbuster's free uh, online service, uh, just renting movies like crazy. Um, so I uh, that's probably the first time I watched it. thought it was fantastic. Still think it's fantastic. It's uh, it's probably top top four or five in the out of Tarantino's movies for me. Yeah, so the top half. Yeah. Well, maybe he's done eight officially. <laughs> Kill Bills counts as one. Probably probably four or five. There thereabouts. Jonesy. Uh, can't remember the exact time. College sometime after Pulp Fiction. I think I, I remember liking it, but not nearly as much as Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Because I was obsessed with Pulp Fiction for quite a while, so it was tough to come close to that. That's surprising, because we watched it on my, uh, I can't remember if it was a, I think it was my Xbox 360 that I had that was a piece of shit that had the red ring of death, but I could like, you know, where you cover it with a towel or a plastic bag and you overheat it mm-hmm. so it resets and oh, you yeah, can right, use yeah, it yeah. until it breaks again yeah i remember it kept on this. pausing or it kept on freezing when we were watching it yep <laughs> still it froze like a minimum 10 20 times i still just like, freeze like for a few seconds and then it would go back but it's right annoying i still liked it a lot it just thinking of tarantino at the time i was like eh, pulp fiction is still way better mm-hmm. now uh I mean, to say it's not in the top half of his movies for me isn't saying it's bad, I will mm. say. I mean, probably is around five or six out of his movie. But I still, I love Jackie Brown. Still really good. Yeah, I saw it still in high school. I saw it with Swens, actually, on a VHS. We rented it. This is probably around 2001. Because I got a DVD player in 02. In Odd 2. <laughs> Although... It wasn't like there was a shit ton of DVDs then either. So maybe we just, it was only on VHS. I don't know. But yeah, watching it, you know, you're expecting a lot more violence maybe and whatnot, but still liked it at the time. I, I've grown to appreciate it even more. It probably ranks around the same as uh, your guys's. I'm trying to think of the other. So Pulp Fiction, no order. I'd probably say Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs. Django. Yeah, this could rival Django, possibly. Oh, yeah. So it could be it could sit somewhere with four or five, I would say. I, I'd put Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Django above it. And then uh Jackie Brown probably four. Yeah, I'd probably do that as well. It's and Glorious Bastards might be my favorite, so that would be above Jackie. So she's probably at a minimum five, but 
When it's like you're ranking Tarantino movies, it's not like eight is bad. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like Hateful Inca- Eight is probably number eight for me. The thing is, I, I love it. I've now seen so Hateful Eight. I was very disappointed walking out of the theater after mm-hmm. seeing Hateful Eight. I was like, yeah, the you know the score is awesome and the cinematography was sweet, but I was like, I put it behind Death Proof, which I love Death Proof too, but. Uh, I've seen now Hateful Eight because it's been on the movie channels and fucking just repeat yeah. probably three more times since mm-hmm. then just watching it on TV in addition to like when I bought it. Yeah. And that's that's probably pushing up farther up the list. Just like in Glorious Bastards, nothing would t- touch Pulp Fiction forever for me. And now I watch Glorious Bastards, I'm like, mm, <laughs> might be a better movie than Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's let's get down to it. Uh, first comments or first notes. Mine is the opening, uh, which is Jackie Brown going through the airport. She's on a walkway across 110th Street is playing, which is the theme song from the film of the same name, Across 110th Street, uh, starring Yafik Koto. I believe it came out 71. Uh, it was another. It was a black exploitation film. Yeah, big surprise. There's a lot of that in here. Uh, we should probably get this out of the way. I, I read somewhere that Tarantino has outright said that this is not a black exploitation movie. Uh, it just it, has like influences. I was gonna say I, I watched a little documentary on the Jackie Brown copy I have, and he says him and other people say that it's not it's not a black exploitation flick, but it the tone of the movie is influenced by him. Is how he described it essentially yeah. yeah i think that's the best way to describe it because i mean sense. it's there isn't all that much i mean there's no nudity for one that was a downer <laughs> <laughs> closest you get is like maybe the side of robert de niro chicks with guns <laughs> well well i mean that bridget, that Fonda. bridget fonda's butt yeah that's kind of it maybe simone that skimpy dress just digging into the supremes <laughs> that diana ross uh you know sequin dress yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so across 110th street bobby certain... womack <laughs> yeah bobby womack uh yafit koto uh stars in that uh leave along with anthony quinn yafit koto also bad guy from live and let die and uh the song opens and closes jackie brown um, also, the opening also mirrors The Graduate. The Graduate starts out the same with uh, Dustin Hoffman going through the airport airport on a walkway. And it's a profile shot of him with music in the background, except it's Sounds of Silence. Mm-hmm. Is, is it The Sound of Silence or Sounds of Silence? I should know because it's sounds like one of my top of three silence. songs. <laughs> top three. That's one of your top three songs? Oh, yeah. I love, you don't know the name oh, of it. Is. Well... I've sounds of it, silence sounds plural i think it's singular i think sound of silence sounds it's one of those where it's where not my top to... three so if i'm wrong <laughs> well it's like one of those where you uh one of those times where you look at a word you know how to spell but you're like that doesn't look right it might be spelled different i think it's i think it's sound of silence sound of silence sounds of silence simon and garfunkel the sounds of silence plural <laughs> you probably like the disturbed version better. <laughs> it was good. And I don't like it better. They won't stop playing it on the radio up here. 
Uh, I guess I don't. I listen to talk radio, so I don't get in on that. So but every morning when I when the alarm <laughs> goes off, same fucking song every fucking day. <laughs> then they play the Foo Fighters right after it. Well, there you go. You got a nice little schedule over there. <laughs> <laughs> nice little schedule over there. Uh, Anyways, that has nothing to do with Jackie Brown. So yeah, she gets out the walkway, sprints over to her area, the what do you call it, the dock, loading dock for the airplane. <laughs> The gate? The, the gate, gate. Is that yes. What it is? The gate? Look for the, what the loading for was the gate. She gets over the loading dock and hops on the old <laughs> forklift. Grabs the pallet jack. <laughs> Don't forget your hard hat. So, yeah, uh, she's late and then just days. cuts to chicks with guns. Yeah. Uh, we have a clip from that. It's Lewis and we're... We can give all the character names now, I suppose. Samuel L. Jackson plays Rodell, Roby. De Niro plays Lewis. Bridget Fonda is Melanie. Prime Greer is Jackie Brown. Um, Max Forrester is Max Cherry. Robert Forrester. Robert Forrester. Oh, yeah, sorry. And then Michael Keaton and Michael Bowen. Uh, I know Michael Keaton is Ray Nicolette is his name. And he also played the same character in Out of Sight, which is uh, kind of a strange occurrence because... It was a cross, like, it wasn't the same production company. Like, Miramax didn't have the rights to Out of Sight, I believe. So, like, they still allowed Michael Keaton to portray him in another company's, you know, movie without reimbursement. They didn't get any money. That wasn't, do it. it's not an Elmore Leonard movie, right? And it's based Out of Sight? Of, I, think, I believe it's based off of one of his. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. You should come up with some new characters. <laughs> As a hack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Lewis and Ordell are watching chicks with guns, and Ordell's and Melanie's rubbing her feet on Lewis's fucking glass. Yeah, it's, it's the, the first, first shot. <laughs> yeah, first foot shot. Just, just like two minutes of close up on Melanie's feet. De Niro is not a fan, <laughs> and I think the first time Melanie puts on shoes is when she's at the mall. At the end, and they're like flip flops. Yeah, I, I don't even know if they showed them. But and then uh, Pam Greer, when she's at home, she's barefoot the whole time when she's in her house. Oh, which still kind of makes sense, you know. Women don't oh. always wear a lot of socks, especially she's coming home from high heels. You know, you don't have socks. Oh, socks suck. Anyway, <laughs> I don't wear socks when I'm at home. Yeah, you kick them Fuck off and socks. You throw them at Just, Sam. You got damn right. Ugh. Dog toys is what I call socks. If you haven't heard Quentin Tarantino loves feet. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Oh. Yeah, he, uh, if you go to his, like, internet history, it's just foot job, foot job. Him and Rex Foot Ryan. POV. <laughs> foot squirt. I already drives an FJ squirt. Cruiser. <laughs> him and, uh. Him and Rex Ryan. Was, yeah, him and Rex Ryan. Driving uh, those FJ Cruisers. <laughs> Uh, we have a little... Get it, FJ. Stands for foot job. No, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> They're cruising for FJs. <sighs> <laughs> so here's the uh, just a little snippet of Ordell talking about guns. Uh, 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 here we go. AK-47, the very best there is. When you absolutely, positively got to kill every motherfucker in the room... Except no substitutes. 
Nothing gets between me and my AK. This here is the Chinese mob. I get them for 850. Double my money. Grab that for me, would you, babe? No, it's for you. Girl, don't make me put my foot in your ass. Foot. Foot. Well, I, I kept that last part in there because it's another example of, again, how shitty women are treating here, just like all the other like black exploitation movies. But then the first part, the AK-47 speech, that is in a, I believe I was actually like a couple of songs. It's in a Bone Thug song, isn't it? With Tupac? I don't know. I don't listen to I believe called AK-47. Probably. Mm. I'm sure it's been stolen a bunch of times. Yeah. It starts with that. I can't place it, but yeah. I think it was Bone Thugs with, with, like featuring Tupac. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's been in a couple of songs. Um, it's also the first example of... Ordell thinking he's a badass, and other people are like, you're a dipshit. <laughs> Which I actually didn't realize. I've seen this I don't know how many times, but when I was watching it last night, I was like, God, nobody respects Ordell. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Chris Tucker? Maybe. He's- Took him long enough to get in the fucking trunk, though. Which we'll get to. But right off the bat, he's like just a badass, running guns in his white Kangle hat and open... <laughs> fucking button up white shirt Melanie's like no nah, I'm not getting up <laughs> no, it's for you. Melanie gets up and answers the phone and she's just like hello it's for you <laughs> she's a real badass <laughs> and then then while Ordell's on the phone she's talking to Lewis telling him what a dumbass Ordell is yeah. <laughs> just repeating shit he heard <laughs> Yeah, seems to know what he's talking about. <laughs> I could sit through it once. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty interesting. <laughs> also, forgot to point out that Jackie Brown, when the title card comes up, he uses the same font as Foxy Brown. Also, starring Pam Greer. And another reason uh, it's called Jackie Brown because the character in the book is named Jackie Burke. And uh, Quentin not only changed the name, but also the ethnicity. He was a white woman change into a black woman and that was like a big point of contention like him and i believe it was like roger avery like another one of like the producers were like he was like really scared like to go tell elmer leonard like hey i i got the screenplay but I, I changed something like he was worried to tell him like like he was gonna be mad mm-hmm. that he changed the the color of someone from white to or white to black not to say that quentin necessarily thought he was a racist he just when you change people's work, it. Oh, know, Stephen you, King's usually not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> he bitches constantly about people fucking up his books. Yeah. Uh, you know, with people's work, when you change anything, I'm sure some of them get real bent out of shape. But Elmer Leonard was actually the opposite. He said it was not only the best adaption out of his work. I believe there's been about 27 films or you know TV shows based off of his work. And he said it was the best screenplay he'd ever read, actually. So, no more letter. I don't know how many screenplays he reads, but he knows yeah. how to write books, at least. I read that, uh, what, the first time Quentin interacted. He was always a fan of Pam Greer, but the first time she came and auditioned for Pulp Fiction for Rosanna Arquette's part. Mm-hmm. 
And then he said he couldn't cast her because he couldn't picture anybody telling her to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Eric Stoltz. Is not He's like, I just, I couldn't picture off. somebody telling Pam Greer to shut the fuck up and <laughs> it being believable. <laughs> so I couldn't do it, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I uh, read the Jackie Brown section from that Tarantino book I have, Tar- or Quentin Tarantino fact. It's like frequently asked questions, but it's like a book form. He said he saw uh, Pam Greer driving down the street, and he this was when he was writing Jackie Brown, or had just completed writing it, and he saw her driving down the street, and he like crossed over traffic and like flagged her down, and he's like, "Yeah, I got this, you know, movie I've written, you know, I got this perfect role for you," and she was kind of like, "You know, okay, sounds great," like she thought it was just typical Hollywood bullshit, and. Apparently, like a few weeks later, he sent her a package with a script in it, and she had gotten some messages at the post office like, hey, there's some package here where postage needs to be paid, and you can come get the package. So she was just like, she didn't know what it was, so she kind of blew it off for a while. And then, like weeks later, she picked it up, saw that it was the Jackie Brown script, read it, and loved it, and then called Quentin, and they were almost to the point where... They thought she just hated the script or didn't like it or, you know, didn't want to be involved or something. So, yeah, almost almost didn't happen there. No. I believe a similar story happened with him and uh, Robert Forrester where he flagged him down in traffic. Like, apparently Quentin just walks around Hollywood all the time just well, yeah, waiting for people. Right. He said by. he just gave him the part. He's like, uh, you're going to be in my movie. Here's the script type thing like that. Yeah. He picked him and that was kind of it. Because he had auditioned to play Joe in Reservoir Dogs which went to Lawrence Tierney instead. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I'd like to keep you in mind for something. And another, you know, Robert Forrester was kind of like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it type of thing. Because his career had taken a kind of a dive. You know, it was, it was in a real lull. Well, both of theirs. Yep. I mean, even Pam Greer. Although uh, the year before Jackie Brown came out, she was in a couple of bigger movies. Uh, uh, Escape from L.A.? Escape to L.A.? Yeah, Escape from L.A. And then, uh, God, what was the other one that year? Fuck, I forget. And who can, who can forget Bogus Journey in, like, 92 or 91, whatever that came out? She was Miss Wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, technically, she, she was George Carlin. She was, she was Rufus. Yeah, Rufus. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. She was the better of the two movies. I haven't seen either. What? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't want to bring in for next weekend for Vikings. Yeah. Shit well, face night. You do. <laughs> it's about that time of year again. Uh, as people at home could probably figured out the Vikings did not win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> so it'll be another year of me and Jones, or rather Jones and I, getting shit faced watching Viking stuff in movies until about eight in the morning. That sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> so maybe we'll. You can report on Bill and Ted, maybe, yep. if I bring it. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Yeah, my next comment is yeah, Bridget Fonda and her foot. Um, yeah, Sam Jackson, when he's walking by her, when she's like, it's for you, and then, like, <laughs> puts it down, walks by her, he's like, don't clown me, bitch. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Next, we get to... That's that's when Beaumont calls, and so he's got to go down to the bail Max Cherry's bail bonds to 
figure out how to get Beaumont out of jail. A.K.A. Chris Tucker. Yeah. Yep. In one of his earliest roles, it was shortly, uh, Money Talks, I believe, was right before this. Rush Hour was right after. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. When was Friday made? 95, I think. 95? So yeah, yeah, before. Yep. Yep, Friday. Because I think Friday was Money kind Talks of his breakout role i don't know yeah, chris I'd, tucker's I'd kind so. of film history but like he's really good in school ties okay no he's not in school ties. I'm <laughs> <sorry. I don't. laughs> that's one of those movies that has like a shit ton of people they're like big now and like not big back then oh it's one of, i haven't even seen it i just yeah i was gonna say I've never seen it. <laughs> so yeah uh it's max jerry played by robert forrester and he has zeus I should have. <laughs> I don't even need the sounder if I just have you here. You should, yeah. <laughs> um, All you need is Zeus picking up that lady by her face, <laughs> throwing her through a table. He plays Winston, which is he finds people. That's his job. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Say it about three times in there. Uh, there's a big picture of him and Max on the wall, and Samuel Jackson asks, you know, who's that big Mandingo-looking motherfucker up there? <laughs> Well, that's Winston. I think he dropped the N-bomb in there, so... Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a couple of those. Uh, it's 30... I think it's like 37 or something like that. It's in the upper 30s. Uh, not sure. as many as you'd think. It was enough to offend Spike Lee. Well, was well if there was one, it would have offended Spike Lee. <laughs> well, I think Sam Jackson is the only one that says it, except for maybe one time uh, Pam Gurr says it. Yeah. Yeah, Pam Gurr... I think she it drops times. it when she... Pulls a gun on him in her apartment. Yeah, she says it there. Chris Tucker might say it once or twice. Yeah. And then, and then maybe when she's bitching Ordell out on the on the balcony at his place, she might say it. Possibly. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's mostly uh, Ordell. Yeah. It's, most, Chris it's mostly Robert Forster. It's mostly the one scene <laughs> with Chris Tucker and Samuel Jackson. Mainly Michael Keaton, <laughs> Robert Forster. <laughs> But we all know they're they're actually Quentin Tarantino's words. So, right. yeah, if that makes you feel better, a white man wrote those words. Racist. <laughs> yeah, far be it from him to write something that's accurate in its portrayal. Of he re- you know, he was set. reading Rum Punch, and he's like, not enough n words in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you don't think Ordell Roby uses that word, then. You're fucking stupid, is what you are, and you probably stopped watching Jackie Brown. You know, Ordell Roby's hair is just the fucking <laughs> knees. That's the bee's knees. And that it, hair and his his uh, his yeah, that his one string shirt. of hair on his. That, that thing was, is I, fucking I, think baller. I read that uh, that was Sam Jackson's idea to go with that little goatee thing, a little chin rat. That's tail. badass. He <laughs> had a rat tail on his chin. Yeah. Uh, so then he bails. Well, he has $10,000 right there in his Raptor bag yeah. to yeah. bail uh, Beaumont out. So he gets Beaumont out of jail, goes and pays him a visit. It, uh, he's just living at, it seemed like a motel type of thing. I think, well, yeah, or an apartment building. Oh, yeah. man, you don't even have the clip, do you, of Ordell talking to Lewis? Now, don't, don't touch my levels now. Got him set just like I like him. <laughs> Yeah, Lewis has to go sit in the car while Ordell takes care of the, the bail bond. Yeah. yeah, he's like walking around the office. Like, there's like a. Ask if he can have a cup of coffee, like, I think. I guess there's coffee. like the first room, and then there's like 
the office is like into like another room and then goes into another room. So yeah, he's walking around and he finally comes back out and it was just like, <laughs> like he's like, yeah, you got the keys and go to the car. It's going to take much longer. And he's like, Next yeah, yeah Max you like, just got here. <laughs> Max is like, I got to do the paperwork, you know. Points this thing at the car, goes beep beep, and the, the doors are locked. The <laughs> <laughs> touchman levels now. Um, so let's get to, yeah, we'll just do Chris Tucker. So obviously, Chris Tucker is somebody who worked for Ordell, and. He got caught with DWI, weapon in the car. So he's gonna—he's looking at like 10 years. Probation violation. Yep. And as Ordell put it, if you know Beaumont, you know Beaumont's not going to be able to do 10 years. He'll do anything he can not to do 10 years. So rather than have him rat on him, he tricks him into getting into his trunk and then drives to a secluded area and shoots him. <laughs> drives around the block. <laughs> Says he's gonna take him to Koreatown. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like being the type of guy that uh, does a person a favor and then uh, ask for a favor in return right away. But that'll be that type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't say guy <laughs> or person <laughs> or person. <laughs> so yeah, Chris Tucker is. Gets he's Beaumont. gone not before long. He's yeah. the first death. He's gonna get him in the trunk and then uh, he's gonna. Pull the Koreans out uh, around to the trunk, and Beaumont just got to pop out and rack the shotgun. Except for that, doesn't happen. Yeah, there's only four deaths in this movie. Uh, walk me through their plan again. So they were going to go sell guns to some Koreans. Yeah, and, and then in and were they going to sell that shotgun? Or he was just going to? He said it was just for intimidation. It was the yeah. surprise factor. Surprise <laughs> to hop know. out of the trunk and rack the gun. <laughs> rack that motherfucker! <laughs> you guys going to buy? Yeah, we're going to buy the guns. <laughs> Back. <laughs> what? Make sure they good play fucking up. plan. <laughs> well, Chris Tucker's high as shit when he gets there. So Man, he's I'm not home. thinking too clearly. I'm home. I'm high. We're <laughs> 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 going in nowhere, man. Man. <laughs> Two Friday people in this movie. Yeah. Debo and Chris yeah. <laughs> Tucker. All right. Let's move on to, uh, I believe that's when we meet Michael Keaton and Michael Bowen. Uh, Tommy from Valley Girl. <laughs> well, he, uh, Ordell's got to go mm-hmm. uh, to Sharonda's house. Or yeah. Uh, got to go to Compton. Simone's house where Lewis is getting the private dance. That's right. Because uh, that's where we see the old... The trunk scene calls it calls yeah. him up and says, uh, "Well, the second trunk scene. Guess where I am." <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the from the view from the trunk. Or they that, say that's, that's also when, in the, when Sam's or Ordell's talking to Beaumont. It's from the trunk. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. The second one is from outside. Yeah. Yeah. But he he's got to show Beaumont. He's got to show Lewis to uh, Beaumont's body, and then uh, who's Beaumont? <laughs> he's an employee I had to let go <laughs> and yeah he's like yeah I hear the hear the Supremes on in the background <laughs> now I done already caught that show yeah Simone was baby loving it up with uh, Lewis in the house <laughs> baby love baby. <laughs> he says did she do uh, what was the character he asked if, if she had done 
And then Lewis is like, I don't know the names. She's done a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Ordell is going to tell his business to everybody, though. I mean, yeah. He's like, fucking A. F and A, Cotton. F and A. Uh, so then, yeah, let's get to the parking garage where Keaton and Bowen. Let's call them Keaton and Bowen. ATF agents. Mark and Ray. <laughs> Mark and Ray. They stopped Jackie as she just got back uh, from doing a pickup for Ordell. She has 50000 in her purse or bag, I should say, in an envelope. You know, hey, can we uh, take a look at that bag? I'll just be real quick. They're doing like a good cop, bad cop thing. Mm-hmm. Either you let us search it or I make you wait here until you I go get here a warrant. While I go get a warrant, yeah. yeah. Or we'll send you back to customs. And it's pretty obvious that they knew 50000 was going to be in there, which Jackie alludes to later. Because they don't even, like, he just kind of glimpses in the bag he takes out like two of the stacks it looks about fifty thousand dollars here which if there's five stacks i, I yeah. guess you could discern that pretty easily but well he says it without even like look he's like yeah. oh here's a oh it looks about fifty thousand dollars here because michael keaton staring at her mm-hmm. when he goes yeah it looks like about fifty thousand <laughs> so what about you ray yeah it looks like fifty thousand from here <laughs> just staring at jackie <laughs> so they take her in they won't, they won't let her smoke in their office. Yeah. Not this time. <laughs> Did you ask if you smoke? May I smoke? No, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Bowen's such an asshole. Just like just like Valley Girl. Just a fucking douche. Fucking Tommy just grew up to be a dick. So let's take a look here at the file on Jacqueline Brown. According to this, this isn't the first time that you've run afoul of the law. 1985, while a stewardess for Delta, you were busted while carrying drugs for a pilot? That pilot was my husband, and I got off. You mean they offered you a deal and you grabbed it? He did time, you did probation. I didn't hear you ask permission to smoke in my office. May I smoke? No, you may not. So you get off with a slap on the wrist, but all this criminal activity fucks up your shit for good with the big airlines. Cut to 13 years later, you're 44 years of age, you're flying for the shittiest little shuttle fucking piece of shit Mexican airline that there is. Well, you make what, $13,000 a year? I make $16,000 plus benefits. You've been in the service industry 19 years and all you make is $16,000 plus benefits? Didn't exactly set the world on fire, did you, Jackie? <laughs> Jack, you have a good lawyer. Can she afford a good one's more like it? Otherwise, you'll be in a civil brand three weeks before the public defender gets around to you. <laughs> Just a dick. 16000 with benefits. <laughs> yeah. Don't Vince. shortchange those, those, those 3000 <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, they did give her the option, you know, when they're in the parking garage. It was, well, you can come with us or, you know, we can just hand you off to customs. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i didn't give you a warning those guys down in customs they're a bunch of fucking pricks <laughs> <laughs> well they ask her if uh she knows beaumont because uh beaumont knows her mm-hmm. <laughs> so obviously uh ordell didn't get to beaumont as quickly as he probably should have no and they pretty much you know they tell her you know you know who we want you know cooperate we'll get you off if not Go to jail. 
yep. pretty much. And You're going to county. Going to county. That's what she ends up doing. You know, she says, you, know, you should get the Aaron Eckhart clip from, uh, what was it, Dark Knight? How <laughs> <laughs> long you calculate you'll last in the air? Because <laughs> you're going to county. <laughs> I fucking hate that line in the movie. <laughs> so going to county. Uh. Going to county. <laughs> well, well, they're in the office, too. They're going through her... Uh, her envelope and they find a, a bag of cocaine in the in the bottom of it yeah and that's when they uh that's when they take her in yep they uh they get her on possession with intent to distribute <laughs> yeah. <laughs> later yeah less than two ounces though even as ordell points out but yeah we found out later it was melanie's or it was a present for melanie from mr walker yep I don't know if that's a play on because we don't we never meet mr walker no. mr walker's the connect in mexico and cabo yeah. So next we get to the arraignment where Jackie's getting arraigned by Captain Spaulding up on the <laughs> yeah. up behind the desk. It's said Hag. You know the song that's playing Long Time Woman? Long Time Woman sung by Pam, Pam Greer. Yeah. And uh what was the movie it was from? Was it from the Big Bird Cage or was it from uh, I don't know. I don't know that one. It was from a nineteen seventy one film that she was in that she did a song apparently that's in there so yeah a lot of these songs are basically there's a couple from coffee there's the i already mentioned that across 110th street there's this one um there's some other instrumentals from various black exploitation movies so yeah the music is heavily themed i mean delphonics that's not like a black exploitation thing but I guess can you look up right now when were the like the Delphonics like uh when their hits were coming out, what year was it? Try and look that up. I want to get a time frame on the Delphonics. They're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> good old Max Cherry. So yeah, Sid Haig and Pam Greer go way back, as we already discovered he was uh the henchman in coffee. Yeah. Wolfie T and I talked about. Uh, he's also in. Is it Foxy Brown or Friday Foster? Can't remember. I I don't remember. So Delphonics were about sixty-eight to seventy. That was probably their looks like their best years. I would say well, that'd be right in the. Sweet They're still spot. active. Right but. in the sweet spot for black exploitation, like yeah. like seventy to, or I guess you could say late sixties yeah. to mid to late seventies about. It's kind of when it teetered off, I'd say. Yeah. At least from what I gather, as you, as the listeners should know, we are not experts in black exploitation. That's why we're doing this, <laughs> <laughs> learning about it. We're trying to appropriate that culture. <laughs> <laughs> and would you say Jackie woos said Hag in the courtroom? What? Kind of woos him for the lenient sentence because she gets kind of a lenient sentence. More she, lenient than like Michael Keaton and Bowen wanted. Well, she just kind of was there. She right. But just like when Keaton it. walks up and just staring at her and later Max is just staring at her. Everybody's just like, all the dudes are just like, it's a fine piece of ass. Yeah. People are always <laughs> commenting, the bartender, you know. Yeah. I'm right. fine. Yes, you, you sure <laughs> are. <laughs> you most certainly are. Ordell, you fine motherfucker, Jackie. Yeah. And uh, Max Cherry... He comments on her looks. Yeah, pretty much everyone does. Yeah. Only people who shit on her is Michael Bowen. 
It's because he wants to bang Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to jail. Uh, and then I have a clip here from when Ordell goes back to Terry Bail Bonds yep. to try and move the bond over from Beaumont <laughs> right on over to Jackie. Yep. You got to look at this with a little compassion, all right? Jackie ain't no criminal. She ain't used to this kind of treatment. Now, gangsters, they don't give a fuck. But you know, your average citizen, a couple of nights in county, get to fucking with their mind. Ordell, this isn't a bar. You don't have a tab. Listen to me, all right? You got a 44-year-old, gainfully employed black woman falsely accused Falsely of accused? She didn't come back from Mexico with cocaine on her? Falsely accused of intent? Now, if she had that shit, and mind you, I'm saying if, that was her own personal shit to get high with. Is white guilt supposed to make me forget I'm running a business? Oh, it's like that, huh? Hi. I got you a little thousand bucks. About two minutes before that, Ordell said he didn't have any cash on him. <laughs> <laughs> Not on me. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of paperwork. You know, he needs a death certificate to present to the court so he can move the bond over and all this shit. You know, Jackie ain't got time for that. That type of thing. So then... I'm not telling get... you what you need to do. I'm telling you what I need to do. <laughs> a lot of paperwork involved. Also... I wanted to point out in the arraignment. So Sid Haig reads kind of the, you know, a sentence. Well, not a sentence. The, it's just, you the know. The charges. The charges and the, and they set a date bail. for what, six weeks? Yeah. Sets bail. You know, hits the gavel. She walks out and Michael Keaton, Michael Bowen walk out the door right in front of Ordell. Ordell's sitting Literally next to the door. He had sunglasses on, dude. Yeah, he had sunglasses on. <laughs> they, if, they, they could have slapped hands as they walked by. I'm like, you do not recognize the yeah. guy you're chasing the whole movie is just sitting there? He's got sunglasses on and a Kangol hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can't see that stupid fucking goatee hanging there? Everybody's wearing those in those days. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> not everyone's wearing Kangol hats or, you know, he's dressing, he's dressing a little fly. Standing right by the door. Well, even if they know. Yeah. If, they don't see him. Even if they know it's him, the the whole point is they don't have any evidence against him. Yeah, but they're they're gonna do some small talk. Tordell? Yeah. Harassing people? Yeah. No. Well they wouldn't harass him. They just like how's it going? How long's it been since you, you know, sold some guns or, you know, killed somebody? <laughs> and he goes I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're trying to play it cool so that uh, they don't tip him off that they're on his case. Tarantino would love that dialogue. How long has it been since you killed somebody or sold some guns? I don't know. You can, you you can tell Scene. That, you can tell this is not a black exploitation movie because there is not an expositional uh, theme song in the middle of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ordell, Although, he sells guns. <laughs> <laughs> he has Jackie bring his buddy back from Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Across 110th Street, I thought applied to Jackie's character a little bit, listening to it, and whatnot. But yeah, other than that, yeah, nobody has their own theme song. Yeah. Like coffee. <laughs> George, George, George. <laughs> George. 
fuck, I get it. his name's fucking George. <laughs> King George. <laughs> He's cool. He's a pimp. <laughs> and a pusher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had all these nice little songs to catch you up with the first half of the movie. Like Jackie's was. Because Jack in Coffee, Pam Greer's theme song doesn't come into like an hour in. Yeah. And so it just tells you about the previous hour. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Ordell gets the, he pays for Jackie's uh, bail bonds, and then uh, Max goes to pick her up. Yep. Yeah, he picks her up. He's smitten, right, when he sees her. Yep. He's uh, reading Berlin Game while he's waiting. Yeah. I, I saw that was the book title. Does that book have any significance? I looked up kind of what the book was about to see if there's any type of tie-in. Uh, it says it's the first novel in the first of three trilogies about Bernard Sampson, middle-aged and somewhat jaded intelligence officer working for British Secret Intelligence Service. I couldn't really pick out anything. So no. <laughs> but if you, why would he have him reading that book? Yeah, I don't know. It was probably uh, it be just random, Robert Forster's book that he read off set. Right. Like, uh, take a break here. He takes her to a bar. Well, he's like, want to go? He suggests a couple other bars, and he's like, sports bar, kind of a cat bar. She's <laughs> like, eh, I don't want to hang out there. Well, she wanted to buy yeah, some he... cigarettes, and uh, he insisted on going to a bar instead of like a Seven Eleven or something. Which I thought was very forward, especially for a. I thought a bail bondsman. <laughs> you want to go get a drink? <laughs> Wait, really? I, th- I thought you could use a drink. And I think she might be playing him the whole movie because she just kind of rolls with it. I don't get why she would just roll with a bail bondsman asking her to go for a drink. But I mean, the it doesn't only... really make any well, sense she was, she unless was... she planned on leveraging it for something else. You know what I mean? Well, she uh, agreed to it after she was looking through his glove compartment for cigarettes and she oh, found yeah. his gun. That's a good point. Did that mm. so that it had, the drink offer happened after the gun. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. So Never she mind. was trying to little, you know, So she was him using him. Yeah. All right. Well. But I mean when she talks about it the next morning, you know, she's like I didn't want to ask because I know you can't really do that or you know you, you couldn't oh she was for sure playing him yeah was... i know she's playing it for the gun but i don't think she was that sinister where she was this the whole movie playing him the whole time like i don't she's using him but not to the point she's using other people like she she has feelings and it it's not like it just snapped at the end where i think i kind of like max it was it's well, probably I, at the beginning like i you know she didn't really have a judgment necessarily either way and then it was just kind of like she started to trust him. As she I, used I had him a more. little different feeling at the end watching it last night than I normally do, where I think I think she always intended to steal the money and take off by herself. She didn't want him or anybody else. We'll get there. We'll get to the end. But I'm just saying. Where I read through it, I kind of pieced together. I think she was playing all of them, personally. Some probably more maliciously than like Max. She didn't, you know, more of a partner. We're partners, Max. Mm-hmm. But I think she was playing him too for the most part. Yeah, but she's also taking a big risk because at the end she gives him the money. Yeah. Yeah. He has all the money. But he doesn't take any of it. Well, well he she's, t- got, he his, she's got him in the palm of her hand. She, he already took, kn- she already knows he's in the palm of my hand. He took his cut though. He took his 10%. Yeah. But she tried to give him more. He wouldn't take That's more. That's agent that. fee. That's not manager fee. 
I know. I just saw. It was like a cop car Man, flying by or something. Street. Um, but no, uh, as Ordell would say, you know them bail bonds where you're cooking is a barrel of fucking snakes, don't you? <laughs> so maybe Jackie would know that. Yeah, because like a lot of, or at least the Pam Greer black exploitation films. What's going on out there? I don't know. It's not like somebody's <laughs> trying to squawk them. <laughs> <laughs> do they know they're going to do it right next to a Mustang? Mustang, Mustang the Fusion the Charger. Dude. Watch out for what? the Fuge. <laughs> Fucking Silver Charger. Fox out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Robert Forster vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> um, With those jet black hair plugs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I started getting some gray hair a couple of years, and I did something about it. <laughs> Feel great? He Feel great. It, well, he, he said he started losing his hair. Was it losing it? Yeah. <laughs> so he went to the. I don't, I don't know if it was uh, it was hair plugs or if he, he's wearing a piece the whole time. It's, it's <laughs> either either way, it looks pretty good. Wearing a piece. <laughs> so where were we? I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna point out that. Uh, so Jackie's walking through an airport. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start over. <laughs> no, like uh, Pam Greer's black exploitation films from the seventies—they all featured very, you could say they're very or have very feminist themes in them. Women overcoming adversity, striking back against men, white men, just kind of men in general or the system in general. Shooting guys in the dick. <laughs> yeah. That guy deserved it. <laughs> and if you recall, there was not enough blood for me. I wanted more <laughs> yes. of a squib. I, I wanted to see parts flying. Yeah. There was not enough of a dick explosion. I, I was okay with uh, with what they gave us. <laughs> it wasn't much. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, in this movie, kind of like what you're talking about, Jackie just seems like she's one step ahead of everyone the entire movie, pretty much. She only has a handful of moments by herself that you can tell, like, she's trying to stay cool on the surface, but, like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, still stressing her out. Mm-hmm. Well, usually she's too cool for school. <laughs> she's so mysterious. You're <laughs> wondering what, how the hell is she still single and all that? You see, she had that husband that was referenced earlier that she, that she ratted on running drugs for yeah <laughs> real winner well i mean I'm, it's not like she was bad for ratting on necessarily because i'm sure he was a piece of shit but he sounded all right <laughs> <laughs> he's a pilot <laughs> yeah how, how bad could he be That's if he was saying. a fucking pilot <laughs> did they take all his money like did she not get anything uh Anyways, the Max and Jackie go to a bar. That they do. Yep. They explain or they exchange pleasantries. It's pretty. It's over pretty quick. Not too much happens. Drops her off, leaves. She, she had taken the gun. We don't see it on screen, but we find out when Ordell pays her a visit right after Max leaves. Yeah. Ordell's Ordell's sitting, Ordell sitting in his car uh, down the down the block. Just fucking ripping Johnny Cash, <laughs> Tennessee stud. Got to put his gloves on as he yeah. walks in. Yeah, you know, yeah. going to business, take care of some business. Starts out pleasant, you know. He like, keeps turning the lights he off. Keep, yeah, I was yeah. like, 
She's like, be a little more obvious that you're about to kill somebody. Because it doesn't seem like... She goes, I tried to make your screwdriver, but you kept turning the fucking lights off. It spilled all over my counter. Well, here's a question for you. You get water. You get water. (laughs) What do you guys think? Do you guys think Ordell and Jackie Brown fucked in the past? Do you think they had a previous sexual relationship, or was it always business? Uh, Business. Probably business. He bangs Melanie... And Sharonda, Sharonda, Simone, Sharonda already caught that show. Yeah, Simone for sure he did. Sharonda just got off the fucking bus. Yeah, but you don't think he fucked her just because she just got off the bus? (laughs) (laughs) No, because she seems to. She was a fucking crackhead, wasn't she? Sharonda, country is a chicken coop. Yeah, but she's all cracked out at the end. Yeah, she was. She seemed pretty cracked out. I ain't got no watch. Uh, cracked out like Tyrone Biggs. No, I think I think Jackie. I think Ordell is actually intimidated by Jackie. I think he's trying to be the badass, so he bangs and surrounds himself by dipshits, essentially, who don't really respect him, anyways. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, Melanie doesn't. Sharonda doesn't really, because she's a crackhead, all cracked out on his couch, not giving a shit. De Niro is a old con who is just like he doesn't give a fuck yeah so no i don't think so because it sounds like she got busted because of her husband and then after that she just linked up with him to make some money Mm -hmm. that was kind of it why do you think they banged i don't know if they did i think it was a either a one time or like uh maybe a very short time period that they were three minutes (laughs) (laughs) probably a little longer than three minutes why because he's black (laughs) <laughs> you're racist <laughs> I'm saying it longer. Be longer than three minutes because of his bravado well you know he'll why he'll, Ordell only keeps Ordell's got to keep up that reputation I guess he's well thinking. he's I guess he is pounding screwdrivers all day he probably yeah. takes him a while and anyway. Lewis just got out the joint he just but, got out that have to do with how long he, he hasn't lasts. had sex in forever well, about four years three months and or, I mean, three years and ten months yeah. he did in jail. Unless, you know, he was raping dudes. Good, or, probably was. Or just exchanging a good time with you, you saw slick, consenting adults in prison. You saw slicked back hair at the end. <laughs> that, that hair is taking dudes down. <laughs> He's dicking them down. That was like, that was Cape Fear right there. <laughs> that was Max Katie De Niro. <laughs> Jailhouse lawyer. <laughs> so so jackie's walking through an airport (laughs) a lot of colors on the walls all right i have a clip here from when ordell's at jackie's house and he's about to try and kill her but uh yeah she foils it because of the gun she has they tell you what happened to this beaumont fella yeah they told me yeah, somebody must have been real mad at old Beaumont. Else they pretty scared about what he might say to keep from doing some time. Yeah, I bet they asked you a whole shitload of questions. And you ain't giving no kind of answer. Mm-hmm. You scared of me? You got any reason to be nervous around me?
Is that what I think it is? What do you think it is? I think it's a gun pressed up against my dick. <laughs> well, you thought right. Now take your hands from around my throat, nigga. What the hell's wrong with you, Jackie? Shut the fuck up and don't you move. Oh, what is this? What the fuck is hey, this, hey, huh? Hey, 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 now, that ain't got nothing to do with you. I carry that all the time. You been talking to them police too much. Oh, the police didn't try and strangle my ass. Oh, come on, girl. You know I was just playing with oh, you. Oh, I ain't playing with you. I'm going to unload both of these motherfuckers if you don't do what I tell you to do. You understand what I'm saying? Jackie, stop acting crazy. Do you understand what the fuck I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, woman, damn. Now sit your ass down on that sofa. Police start fucking with your mind, start pitting black against black. That's how they do. You know, been doing it since the beginning. Shut your raggedy ass up and sit the fuck down. <sighs> and put your hands behind your head. Come on, it's getting silly now. Oh, silly? You want to see some motherfucking silly? If I have to tell you to shut up one more time, I'm going to shut you up. <laughs> Sit your raggedy ass. <laughs> 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 fucking yells is hilarious. <laughs> See, that's see how that. they do, you know, pit flag against flag. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the most emotion on Jackie you get until she bitches yeah. him out on the balcony later. Yeah. But that's kind of behind a, you know, glass door. You don't hear it as, as well, but. Yeah, she really lets him have it. It's pretty fucking funny. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, they, they start scheming on how to play the police mm-hmm. to get Ordell's money out of Mexico. But Ordell don't know that she's playing him against uh, the other side. Double cross. Double cross. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so they call in the biz a double cross. <laughs> um, and then next we get to, she shows up to ATF office next day. Um, there's no. a ship. Wait. This is the next scene when well, it's the next morning. Max Cherry shows up to get his gun. Yeah. That's yeah, next. but we already touched on that. Yeah, did we? Kinda. And then, then he discovers then go through the, the whole Delphonics. CD revolution. <laughs> 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 yeah, but you can't get new stuff on, on vinyl anymore. <laughs> I don't buy new stuff that. You ain't often. got the clip where she no, says her know. ass is big. <laughs> ain't and nothing Mac, wrong with that. Yes, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes his coffee black. <laughs> he's hitting on her come on that's robert forrester laying it down well he didn't he's like he'll take it black but remember the milk went bad while but she was in jail white which meant the milk went bad overnight right because she was she which was only means in jail at night he ain't into whites anymore he's into blacks <laughs> so yeah they exchange pleasantries she gives him his gun back because she stole ordell's Let's and just then, say I got one now. Yeah. <laughs> you went out and got a gun this morning? <laughs> Shut up, Max, is what she says. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> so then she goes to the ATF office. First thing she does is tells Ed Ordell. It's the yeah. first thing she does. Let's not gloss over Michael Keaton's entrance with his fucking motorcycle helmet. Just strutting down no, that goddamn. That, that's the scene I want to point out because that's how that that scene starts. Because it's just him walking towards the camera through a hallway, I think he's moving a lot, just just strutting as Michael Keaton does. He doesn't chew the scenery with, 
just his acting ability. He does it with his whole fucking body. I think Robert Forrester later describes him as just like, he's a young hotshot. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't look that young <laughs> in the movie. Like, he was Batman five years ago. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I told you, I watched this on VHS with Swens in my place back in the day. And we were watching it and just kind of laying around. You know, just relaxing, kicking back, watching some Jackie Brown. And, <laughs> as you do as kids. <laughs> and that was back when, uh, remember the Nerf secret shot handgun? Where it had a arrow in the clip or in the handle? No, you guys remember the secret no, shot? I, no, no, I don't remember So that. it was like a pistol Nerf gun where it, like you pulled back like the crank thing and then you clicked it and it shot. And there was a clip on top that would hold an extra arrow. If you flipped it to the side, there was a hole in the butt of the pistol and you could stick an arrow in there. And so you'd like the thing was you'd pretend to like, oh, I give up, I surrender. But you have one in there. So you shoot them out of the butt of the gun, which was pointless because that's how they marketed it in the commercials. So everybody who bought it. Would <laughs> All the other know. kids are like, dude's got an extra bullet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was fun nonetheless. Anyways, I was watching the movie, just kind of fiddling around with that with that Nerf gun, and I was pointing at the screen, and I shot it at Michael Keaton as he was walking down that hallway. And as soon as it was a sticky dart, so it stuck to the TV, and as soon as it hit, all of a sudden I heard this "ow," and I'm like, "What the fuck just happened?" I think I just shot Michael Keaton, and he said "ow" to me when I shot him. <laughs> Now, here, I'm going to play a clip. I got the audio from there. This is just Michael Keaton walking through the hallway. Just listen in the background for an ow. Ow. Hey. Hey, great, you're here. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone wanted a bunch of times, and I was like, oh, there's somebody just saying ow in the background, which is kind of confusing like thinking about a Tarantino movie with like, like how would the, how did that like get into the audio? Like, why is that in the final cut? And then I rewatching it to record it. I, I found out what the owl is coming from right when, right before it cuts, you know, Mike Keaton's walking towards the camera and right behind him, there's a female officer escorting some, I don't know. Hoodlum. <laughs> some guy who's in cuffs some like, neighborhood the opposite way and they're like she has him in cuffs and you know his hands are behind his back and he's like ow so that's where the owl comes from but it's pretty much off screen i just noticed how noisy his fucking leather jacket was yeah, this fucking <laughs> george costanza just that swoosh jacket <laughs> or pants <laughs> pants so you shot the tv and it right at that part at that part, first time I'd seen the movie, just shot the screen, ow, immediately. <laughs> cool This is the most perfect moment in my life. Swenson goes, dude, you shot Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that I did. So, yeah, she tells, like Brett said, uh, she tells them about Ordell right away. That he's, you know, sells guns and she delivers money for him and all that. And then they let her smoke in their office. Yeah, yeah then it's cool. <laughs> like, give it her cigarettes. Yeah, it's all good. It's like, here, can I light it for <laughs> here, you? Here, have some cigs. Because she needs to 
to keep her job, she needs to be at work the next day because she called in to work sick that day. She tells him. Yep. But, you know, if I don't show up to work tomorrow, I'm fired. She it's needs like, oh, we can't she, get that $16,000 in benefits. She, she needs uh, permission <laughs> to leave the country. Yeah. Do like the Always Sunny route. Like, we don't even really need to get, but we just, we're, this is just like an insurance, <laughs> insurance purposes. <laughs> really don't have to pay us anything at all. <laughs> but we have to pay you something. Well. All right. So, yeah. Then she meets with Ordell at the bar to discuss the plan. Well, Ordell leaves Lewis and Melanie yeah. uh, alone at the crib, and uh, he tells Melanie, "Don't tear his clothes off too quick." You know, <laughs> take and it a little easy. They chit chat about Japan, and well, they're getting high watching uh, "Dirty Married Crazy Larry." Yeah, watching her dad. Yeah, her dad's Bridget Fonda's dad, Peter Fonda. Yeah. Lewis checks out a picture of her on the TV. He says, how old were you in this picture? <laughs> 14. Oh, I would have guessed at least 16. He goes, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> he goes, I remember If you said that, I would have recorded it. <laughs> so, yeah, I got a clip here from Ordell and Jackie discussing the plan. You think anybody followed you? I don't think so. But it don't matter, because they already know I'm meeting you. How the fuck they know that? I told them. You told them? 325. Yeah, keep it. Thank you, sir. You told them? You told them it's me? They already know it's you. Well, goddamn, that don't mean you got to confirm it. Look, the only way they're going to give me permission to fly is if I agree to help them, which is what I have to appear to be doing. So I might as well give them somebody they already know. You. You tell them anything else? Yeah, you got a half a meal in Mexico, and you want me to bring it in? You told them all that. It's true, ain't it? What the fuck that got to do with anything? <laughs> they know I'm delivering for you. I told them about the half meal. They could give a fuck about it. All they want to do is catch your ass with guns. So I said, look, you want proof he's getting paid for selling them? Let me bring in the money. And they said? Yes. <sighs> What's the matter? I mean, that's that's what we discussed last night. <laughs> you know, this just seeming kind of rescue now, you know? Now let me lay it all out to you, okay? I make two deliveries. The first with 10,000, you know, like a dry run. They watch it, see how it works. Then the second delivery, I come in with a half meal. Mm-hmm. See, that's too much exposure. Now, I ain't going nowhere near that money. You don't have to. I told him you never pick up the money yourself. You always send someone, and I never know who it is. Mm. That's a good idea. If you listen, it's a damn good idea. Now, the first time I do it, they're looking around. They see me hand the 10000 to someone. Who? I don't know. A friend of yours. Like a woman? If you want. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking a woman. Wait a minute. If they're going to let you go, how come we don't bring all the cash in the first time? Because <laughs> I don't trust him. Now, the next trip, when I bring in the half meals, it's going to look like I'm doing the same thing as I did before. But you don't? No, I hand it to someone else first. Hmm. And they followed the wrong one, thinking she bringing the money to me. Hey, that's the idea. So we gonna need two women. Can you cover that? Yeah, yeah, I got the women covered. Where you plan on pulling this off? The Delamo Mall, the food court. And I suppose you see a piece of this for yourself. <laughs> it's my plan, we're in this together. Yeah, but it's my money and I don't need no fucking partners. I ain't your partner, I'm your manager. 
and I'm managing to get your money out of Mexico into America in your hands, and I'm managing to do it all under the nose of the cops, so therefore, I'm your manager, and a manager gets 15%. No, manager gets 10%. <laughs> no, that's an agent. A I'm manager gets... 10. No, no, a manager gets... 15%, agent gets 10, I'm getting 15%, all, all right? All I'm gonna give you is 10. And the same deal as before. I can do that. So yeah, uh, she lays out the plan, at least from Ordell's point of view, because at the same time, Melanie and Lewis are at Ordell's play, well, Melanie's place which is another thing that's kind of weird she's like no it's my place and it's like well I just like she lives there he lives there because it seems like he's always there he's he's barely over at Charanda's place although he is over there at the end he's got places all over the place but but then again Melanie's dead so he probably couldn't get in (laughs) (laughs) at the end (laughs) well he does make it clear at one point that he only keeps Melanie around because she's white yeah and he likes having a white girlfriend yeah, because he says she's she ain't no good, and having sex. You know, she's not as pretty as she used to be. You know, but she likes to fuck. She's a she's, cute she's little surfer gal. She's, she's white. She <laughs> throw a fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> she's real good about throwing a fuck up a person's way. <laughs> she could like that. Getting high. It's not even two p.m. <laughs> yeah, because she's trying to convince Lewis to go against Ordell, and take the money from them yeah he moves his lips when he reads what does that tell you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah she's talking about how ordell's an idiot and, you know moves his lips when, his re- when he reads it just reminded me of like growing up you know, like middle school and stuff like looked around seeing people that use their like move their lips when they read and you're just like why are they doing that <laughs> <laughs> like do they not know you can just just not move your mouth you get to sound it out. Sound it <laughs> out, dude. That's the whole generation that was hooked on phonics. But there's no sound coming out of your mouth. You're mouthing it. Well, they say it really, <laughs> real quiet. I wish you'd mouth it. <laughs> say it real quiet. <laughs> yeah, they set up the, there's going to be a trial run where she's going to bring in 10 grand. Cops are going to watch, well, ATF is going to watch how it works. They claim the Del Amo Mall is the largest indoor mall in America. And the the, the movie is set in like July of nineteen ninety five. So <laughs> Yeah. When did the Mall sense. of America open? It was like ninety two. Ninety three. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's a lie. All of America is much bigger. Plus I think there's even other malls that are bigger than the Del Amo. Yeah. Probably. But because they call it the world's largest, right? I think it's in America. America. Something like that. Because there's like one Edmonton a, Mall. Is yeah, there's really one big. in Canada no. that is bigger than the Mall of America. I don't know. Uh, I think it goes back and forth, especially yeah. right like right now. You know, Mall of America is expanding. Do they count those hotels they put on the front of it? As no, part of they the don't mall? count the hotels. I don't think. Um, but no, because Edmonton's Mall is run by the same people who did Mall of America or run Mall of America. So. It's probably all... It's the same company. It's probably half-empty stores now. <laughs> nobody fucking goes to the mall. Ours? They, they do. Mall of America. There's still stores pumping. That, that one mall. <laughs> there's there, It used to be at least two Sam Goodies, and now there's zero, so... <laughs> FYE. You are you talking about, you're talking about the country, right? There used to be a couple Sam Goodies, and now there's none. 
There were two in the Mall of America for like in years. Like the 90s. Yeah, for years there were yeah, two Sam Glaze in the mall. Because, God forbid, you walk to the other side of the mall <laughs> to get to the Sam, the one yeah. Sam Goody. Which, actually, I uh, wanted to point out in the background of Delamo, I think it's behind Jackie's character or something, there's a really retro Sam Goody sign. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God, I always went in that <laughs> store, but it fucking sucked. Every, New CDs expensive. were like 25 bucks. Well, they, fucking growing up near Wilmer, I used to cash mm-hmm, my check. Yeah. On Fridays in my first job, and then I would drive right to Wilmer, and I'd blow my check on music and movies. But you couldn't buy music anywhere else. Walmart, everything's edited. Target didn't have as much, so I dropped seventeen bucks on a CD <laughs> because Sam, it was Sam some Goody, obscure they, artist. They really uh, adhered to the manufactured suggested uh, retail prices. Those MSRPs. You know, those manufacturers <laughs> like, this CD is worth $20. You know, Best Buy has it for 12 Yeah. But we suggest you sell it for $20, <laughs> Sam Goody. <laughs> you guys want a, more of a profit, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like Suncoast. Suncoast had a slightly better price, but they also had a better selection. And there was, I think, also like a used section. Like, there was some stuff at Suncoast that was cheaper, like movie-wise. But Sam Goody, everything... Movies, music was expensive as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Sam Goody, we're glad it's not around anymore. No, I wouldn't say that. All right. That's all I wanted to get to, really, so we can just end the episode now. Jackie Brown. <laughs> just a commentary on Sam Goody. She walks Goody. through an airport, walks by Sam Goody, gets $500,000, and leaves. Yeah. She basically stole from Sam Goody, which is why it's out of business. <laughs> and what the whole movie's about. We glossed over the fact that Max went out and bought a Delphonics cassette tape. <laughs> just wanted to call that and out. And he's just listening to the same song and, over and over. And the story goes into buy it. Uh, there's a rap song playing in the background by the artist Foxy Brown. Okay. I don't know if you remember Foxy Brown from back in the day, but not really. No, she was the little Kim. You know, back when little Kim started getting popular, and then other. Labels try to push out female rap artists. Foxy Brown was Foxy Brown, the brat. Yeah, was yeah. <laughs> you guys just nodding your head like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember Remy Ma, Terror Squad? Well, Fat she, Joe. I don't remember up. her. I just she's still know doing stuff of her now because every time I go on Yahoo, it's Remy Ma releases another diss track for Nicki Minaj, and then parentheses what like I give like? a fuck. What is that? Like? It doesn't say like I give a fuck. I just added that. But on Yahoo. Yeah, like, I'll go to Yahoo, and it'll be like, uh, Remy Ma, just, like, she's feuding with... You're still going to Yahoo. Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Apparently, you go to Google, you know what stories are on Google front page? Zero. There's a fucking (laughs) search button. I don't want to... What am I going to do with Google? Just type in news. They'll just give me a fucking million articles. I like going to Yahoo. Well, I don't go there from... I I go to CNN and other bullshit sites like that. But hashtag go, fake news. Yeah, hashtag fake news. <laughs> Remy Ma. <laughs> but I go go to Yahoo because it'll. It's got Remy's Ma. It's her hottest shit coming. <laughs> well, in Yahoo, they'll have like breaking news faster than even like CNN and other shitty news sites do. That's because they make it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like today, right before I left, there was like a some train, like hit a charter bus in Biloxi, Mississippi, and there's like unknown number of dead and injured. And it wasn't even on like CNN yet, but there will be like different pop culture stories, regular news stories, you know, 
film media or like pop. Yeah, I already said pop culture, but like there's film and TV stuff on there. Half the stuff I see on there is people murdering their children. Yeah, you go to Yahoo all the time, too. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to me. I read the yeah. comments. <laughs> <laughs> I read the comments. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. All the comments are pro-Trump. <laughs> <laughs> on Yahoo? It's <laughs> shocking how many pro-Trump people go to Yahoo. And then comment on the still end. using Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo is pretty... Yahoo's, Yahoo's, Yahoo's all the articles, been hacked. All the articles the are anti-Trump. is failing. <laughs> the, all the articles are anti-Trump, but the comments are pro-Trump. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's where all the pro-Trumpers go to feel Re- bad about themselves. Reading the comments on Yahoo <laughs> before the election was why I knew that Trump was going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they don't answer their phone during the day to take your survey, but they sure sell comment on these Yahoo stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they do a dry run, and so she meets Jackie meets Sharonda in the food court. Hold up, are you gonna gloss? Hey. Are, you, are, you, are you gonna gloss over when Jackie checks her messages? Oh, yeah, I guess you have to mention Tarantino's yeah, fucking yeah. cameo. It's his only cameo. He's the uh, voice of her answering machine, essentially. And of message. Yeah, it's, it's really annoying. It's super Tarantino. <laughs> and he's not even visible, and his acting still sucks. So I was trying to think if there's any movies that he's not in. He's obviously in Reservoir Dogs. He's obviously in Pulp Fiction. He's in here. In, in Kill Jane. Bill 1 and 2, I'm trying to figure out what he did in there. He did something. I don't believe he acted. Or maybe he was. He might have been one of the 88. I can't remember. But Death Proof, he's obviously the bartender. Uh, Django, he's one of the slave he's traders. He's Australian. Australian, Australian uh, slave trader guy. Yep. In Inglorious Bastards, he was a fake or he was a Nazi getting scalped. When they do a close-up of the scalping, it's Tarantino's face. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know to that. Watch that again. I was curious about they, that. I think it's right before the it's right before the bear juice scene. Oh, okay. He's got a big fucking head. Yeah. Well, they have to put a fake one on top to cut off. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not his real head. It's a big fucking scalp. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hateful Eight, he narrated. So narrated. That, that counts. I guess that, that counts. counts. Yeah. Well, if an answering machine counts, then... <laughs> yeah, but narration is more separate from the movie itself sometimes. And he narrated the intermission. Bit. What, to Hateful Eight? In the Hateful Eight, he yeah. narrated the intermission. Well, it was Here's all the, the cool stuff that we didn't bother filming. It sounded like a pretty cool scene that they, they, they just decided to cut out and have him describe. Yeah, but he described, he does other stuff in there, not just the intermission thing. That intermission was only for, like I watched Hateful Eight. Damergoose got ago. a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I will say his narration's pretty good. <laughs> the Domingue Gang. <laughs> uh, that was the funniest part of that movie because I go Damergoo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots pronouncing her name wrong the whole time. <laughs> Damergoo. Domingue. See, so, yeah, he uh, he's in everything and Kill Bill One and Two. Get back to me on that. I'll have to look again. But regardless, yeah, uh, so now we can get to the, the trail run where she's supposed to hand it off to Sharonda, 
But Max Cherry is also watching. He sees Simone is also sitting there. After Jackie leaves, Simone asks, isn't it she who asked Sharonda what time it is? And yep. So I ain't got no watch. <laughs> No. And then, but which is really confusing because you don't see the bag switch. Right. When yeah. Sharonda sits down, there's two bags there, and it's on the inside. J- J- Jackie grabs the outside bag, so her Sharonda's bag is still underneath there. I almost think no. uh, Jackie and uh, Simone must have switched before Sharonda showed up. No, because Jackie's pissed off about it. Remember, she goes and bitches. That's where she goes next is goes to Melanie's place to bitch him out about, you know, you didn't tell me that Simone is going to be there. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Which we should point out when she gets there, you know, she buzzes and who is it? Jackie Brown. Well, if you look at the the listing for the tenants, S. Hag is on there for Sid Hag, and then J. Hill for Jack Hill. See directed coffee and some other black exploitation films. So other references, but yeah, she gets up there, bitches them out, and uh, uh, we missed it earlier, but when Max runs into her at the mall, when she's there with Ordell talking about the plan, he had just got out of a movie. He like walks out of an exit door, and you can hear like the end credits music playing, and it's the actual music for the end credits of Jackie Brown. Yeah. So you could also kind of say that he was watching Jackie Brown in the movie. <laughs> in Jackie Brown, fucking meta, dude. <laughs> Super meta stuff. Oh. Totes meta. It's the most meta thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not. I mean, across 110th Street is what closes out the movie. But then later in the credits, that's when that music picks up. So, because the credits are so fucking long, <laughs> yeah. the two end credits uh, songs. Of course. Um. So yeah, Simone. She takes the money, but then she skips town with the. Wasn't it just ten grand? Ten yeah. grand. Yeah. And that's it. She just leaves for ten grand. Or don't wow. she probably could have got more. He didn't see her again. She just gone. Well, he skipped down. That's why he had to change it to Melanie has to take over Simone's role in the actual, you know, for real this time, money exchange. Yeah. Before we get to that, uh, anything else you guys want to touch on before we get to the, the real deal money exchange? No. Oh, I uh, I did I did right here. Uh, when she's bitching out Ordell on the balcony, uh, Melanie is uh, rubbing De Niro with her feet. She's pulling a Jonesy. Oh, yeah. She's pulling a Jonesy. She's <laughs> rubbing people with her feet. Old Flash Gordon fucking can't stand that. Uh, the only other thing I'll call out about the food court scene that I just remembered is it's the uh, one of Quentin's, what, universe? You say Tarantino universe. Yeah, Tarantino. Acuna Boys. Mm-hmm. So Acuna Boys is on one of the cups on the table, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's almost like a restaurant there, but it was also the name of the gang that's run by Esteban Vajeo in Kill Bill Volume 2. It's also in Grindhouse as an advertisement uh, and in Death Proof um, as one of the character. Arlene is sipping from an Akuna Boys soda cup. Mm-hmm. Grindhouse and Death Proof being different movies? Is that... Well, what Grindhouse well, was considered the 
Yeah. You mean Planet Terror. Yeah. Planet Terror and Death Proof. Yeah, yeah you, you're you're right well, in yeah. saying it's in Grindhouse. <laughs> well, no, 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 because what, in both wasn't the intermission well. be in the Grindhouse films between the two? Was right? It, oh, was it in one was of the It, it was the advertisement between the in movies? between the two films. Okay. So okay. shove it up both your asses, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was saying you're right in saying it's in both Grindhouse. Yeah, well, no takesy-backsies, all right, dude? So it's in there. I regret nothing. <laughs> This is like uh, maybe what, technically, so maybe not Planetaire, maybe just the intermission. So it would just have to be Grindhouse and Death Proof. Proof of death. <laughs> cool. This is like when they were getting ready for the trial run and uh, Michael Keaton's trying to describe the bag. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, purple it's, a, it's a purple bag. It's a purple white. bag. It's white. white. It's, it's a white with, bag. There's pink on it. It's, it's a white bag with, <laughs> with purple and pink letters. <laughs> with a really good looking woman on the front. Yeah. <laughs> really good looking woman on the front. Yeah, and then Max Cherry tries to pull another Don Draper at work when he leaves. Winston's <laughs> like, where are you going? I will go see a movie. <laughs> like the second time in three days, it seems like. <laughs> what, what you going to see? Something that uh, starts soon and looks good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just bail bondsman just doesn't give a fuck. To <laughs> goes to movies every other day. Winston's, Winston's like, I run this show here. I find people. Yeah, how is he I'm supposed to find people if he's got to stay at the office? <laughs> this fucking guy just goes to movies all the time. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we'll just get to the money exchange. Do, 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 do. Street laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <About> that street. <laughs> <laughs> That's also from uh, Coffee, I believe. Is it from Coffee? Was it? I don't know. It's it's uh, one of those. I don't remember. I'll probably correct it later. Other stuff written down. <laughs> you just edit history, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I have. Uh, we could probably tell the folks at home where we got our sources from. Uh. Alex Jones, no, this guy. <laughs> like Wikipedia, you know, like always, because Wikipedia is just a gold standard of knowledge. IMDb, which hey, I, I defend Wikipedia a little bit these days because yeah, there, okay. there's actually way better than when it rolled out in regards to the sourcing. You can still find crap on there, but usually things are pretty are sourced pretty well in there. Yeah, you got the old parenthetical documentation where you can click on the link, go to the article where it's you know, quoting from, yeah. which is pretty good. But uh, also um, the book that I read, um, Tarantino Fact, and uh, also Tarantino.info. It's like a pretty much like a Tarantino database. It has, if you look up any of his movies, it'll have, it points out a lot of the references to other movies and things like that. And then it's I the want Tarantino archives. What it's actual name is the website and then i watched the documentary on the making of it how it went down that was on the uh dvd copy i own uh, jackie did. brown you just have a dvd copy i know i haven't replaced what? it yet i'm waiting for something better that's pretty baller dvd copy though it's got the insert where the face matches up with the bullet hole on the cover oh i probably gave you that no 
I used to you, have that you gave me you gave me your old Pulp Fiction one a while back, but I've mm-hmm. replaced that. Yeah. But that came with a baller ass booklet inside, so I got rid of the DVD. I kept the booklet. Yeah, it also had a Jackrabbit Slim's menu, which subsequently got lost somewhere. Or somebody yeah. fucking took it. I don't know. All right, back to Jackie Brown. Now that we've cited our sources to be transparent to the American public. <laughs> transparent. Fake news. Jeffrey Tamper. It's going to be huge. Get it easy. He's a trans and he's a parent. I get play on words. You guys are so up your asses. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's see-through. It means he's a transparent. You get it? I am very white. <laughs> Ghost-like, if you will. Very pale. And I think they're making slightly homophobic gay jokes. What? what are you, you guys call me trans? What? What are we trying to do? <laughs> what? Like, no. He's trans and no, he's... we're talking about You said that. now that we're transparent, and I go, transparent, Jeffrey Tambor. And then we started well, talking about the, the Amazon talking about me. No. I didn't hear the Jeffrey Tambor. You're like, he he's broke a, he's down trans. trans and parent. And then I was like, you know, and I started thinking, I'm like, I'm not a fucking parent either, <laughs> nor am I trans, so I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> not everything's about you, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you missed you out. You pointing at me. There was some... When you said it. You must have been like going like this, like... Eh, sh- 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 not pointing at you. You missed out. A lot of good jokes are happening on the couch. People on the couch got it. Well, when you produce people in their high big boy chair behind the desk, (laughs) thumbing their nose at us, you'll get it. You'll get it when you listen to it uh, when you're doing the editing. Yeah, some people have to produce, direct, and host the show. So (laughs) some people are the talent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe some other people would be allowed to be the talent if you know there was a producer or a host. But oh well, I'll just bite the bullet on this one. Sounds good. That's what, you get, that's what you get for not paying uh, for talents. You, 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 you guys you got toppers for. and screwdrivers today. <laughs> for like five hours of work. Well, probably like ten, taking notes and watching Jackie Brown a bunch of times. All right. Back to it. Let's get to the real, real deal money exchange. I want to point out that one of – also in that – Tarantino fact book. It talked about Tarantino's like 10 favorite movies or 10 movies that influenced him the most. That type of thing. The Killing by Stanley Kubrick is referenced. And this money exchange is betrayed in a very similar fashion to a robbery at a racetrack at The Killing in that it's shown multiple times through different vantage points, points points of of view. So, yeah, I believe there's three in Jackie Brown. I think it's also just three in The Killing as well. I think so. Three different people's points of view of the events. So, yeah, you can see where he draws that from. That's how the style kind of came together for that scene. He also well, talks about Rio Bravo, right? Yeah. Oh, he, he always viewed Rio Bravo, which he's Actually, brought I have a up quote right here. tons of times. He says he compares the film to, or Tarantino, compares the film to Rio Bravo. It's a hangout movie, he explained. Jackie Brown is better the second time, and I think it's even better the third and the fourth time. Maybe even the first time we see it, we go, why are we doing all this hanging out? Why can't we get more of the plot? But now the second time you see it, and the third time you see it, you're not thinking about the plot anymore. You're waiting for the hangout scenes. 
To me, that's the thing that Rio Bravo did. I remember the first time I saw Rio Bravo, but I remember more than the 15th time I saw Rio Bravo. It's about hanging out with the characters. Is that the quote you're talking about? Yep. Because okay. it is true. I mean, Jackie Brown the first time, it was like, yeah, it's a really good movie. I like it. But probably after multiple viewings did I really, like we said before, kind of move it up the list on probably favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah. It gets better every time. Yeah, because back before, I'd, I, yeah, I'd definitely seen Jackie Brown before Kill Bill had come out. Mm-hmm. So at that time, he'd only had three, and that was, you know, my least favorite of the three. And now, you know, I've grown to appreciate a lot more in the years since I've first seen it. So yeah, it's been about 16 years. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 46? Fuck. <laughs> All right. Money exchange time. So Melanie and Lewis are in there. Jackie is trying on a suit. Melanie and Lewis leave late because Melanie can't fucking get ready on time. <laughs> Go in there and grab that bitch by the hair. <laughs> Ordell's calling from the strip club. Like, what the fuck are you still doing there? She's <laughs> going fucking hit her or something. <laughs> Ordell really suggests that Lewis hit Melanie an awful lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he does. But uh, he won't do it. He's he's too nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we find out how nice Lewis is. Um, Max is pretty much pulling into the parking lot at this time. We're walking into the department store. I um, also want to point out the suit that Jackie tries on and eventually buys is the same suit worn by Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Miss Mia Wallace. Black suit. Hmm. Nice little number. Although she's not wearing the jacket most of the time. She just has the white shirt and slacks. I'm sure it's a different size. Yeah, I'm sure it is too, but the same it's the same style. The same suit. style, same design. Okay. Yeah. So Jackie puts she changes there's five hundred and fifty thousand that came from Cabo. And she puts well, forty thousand in the bag on top of a bunch of books. She tells she tells the the, the ATF guys that Ordell's scared, so he only wants to bring in fifty thousand again for bail money, and because uh, he gets caught. And she and Ordell thinks she's bringing all of it, which she is. Mm-hmm. So the police only mark fifty thousand of the five hundred because they don't know she's bringing in five hundred thousand, <laughs> and they don't fucking check. Yeah, they see fifty thousand, they're like, "All's good." Well, let's do it. Yeah. As Max Cherry said, taking quite a risk. <laughs> um, taking quite a risk, kid. I think he calls her kid, which makes no sense. I don't know. He calls her kid at one point. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, she puts 40000 on top of the books, puts some towels on top of that, puts 10000 on top for Melanie, little cherry on top. Booyah. What did Ordell ever do for us type of thing, you know? Booyah. Booyah. (laughs) How are you not going to do the booyah? Booyah. Well, well, it's another... (laughs) Booyah. (laughs) Booyah. It's another confusing thing because you're like, why the fuck is she giving Melanie $10,000? What did he ever do for them? But it does work out in her favor. When she's later shot, she is found with 10000 of the marked bills on her. But she didn't know Melanie was going to get shot. Maybe she thought well, she, Melanie would get caught regardless because she's a dumbass. Yeah. 
So she uh, just maybe? like probably was like fucking with her. It, like I'll make her feel good for ten seconds and make her think she just got ten thousand dollars. Also makes what her is, less likely to maybe check through the bag. I don't know. And it looks it looks like Melanie's double crossing everybody else then going into business for herself if she's got the extra cash on her that and as soon as she leaves the dressing room she like sprints out of there like trying to like <laughs> even like lose lewis because lewis. lewis has to like run her down right lewis. Yeah. <laughs> to, after he already had a domestic with her like in front of the counter <laughs> well max cherry looks on you're hurting my arm <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, he looks over, or De Niro looks over and sees Max Cherry standing there, and he's like, <laughs> waves at him. Waves at him. Salute. Yep. De Niro just kind of stares like, what the fuck? <laughs> so this then, guy looking at like I beat my wife or something. <laughs> so then uh, I got a clip here. This is Lewis and Melanie in the parking lot. yeah that's another thing about this movie like we said it's you know it gets better on subsequent viewings and it fuck it it gets a lot funnier the more you watch it the yeah. more you like the characters the more you can relate to them or at all in any way or just like them in general god it gets the looks that De Niro gives to certain people in this movie, especially like there and then like in in the department store when he's staring her down, and then uh, God, who uh, he gives another stare to somebody else that's like a death stare, fucking hilarious. Uh, when they're at the bar, him and Ordell, and he goes, "Hey, I'd ask you a question." Ordell's like, "Ah, oh, now you're not going to get serious on me while we're, in, we're while we're chilling, right?" They start talking about, and he's like, "Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't assume she wasn't your girlfriend, but you fucked her anyway, though." <laughs> that whole exchange, his face—it's like unconfident De Niro, like it's fucking priceless, just looking off, like, "Wow, I was 
more sure that she wasn't your girlfriend than I was sure. <laughs> so you hope you felt appropriately guilty afterward. <laughs> afterward, I did. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, he's everyone just gets funnier every time. The way the characters interact, especially when yeah, it's like it's a hangout movie when you know everyone a lot better. Everything just kind of works better for the whole, the whole film. So yeah, watch this ten times next week. <laughs> uh, so then we get to it cuts to, well Jackie runs out, you know looking for Ray. Ray, Ray, Melanie came in, grabbed the money and ran out. So like the the plan went to shit is what she's telling them. Yeah, and also gives the perspective from. Uh, Max Cherry's point of view, he comes in. Uh, they had set it up where Jackie, when she bought the suit, she said, oh, somebody left a bag of beach towels in the back dressing room. So then Robert Forrester comes up about a couple minutes later, and my wife left a bag of towels. So he goes and picks up the half mill. Yep. Because 50000 is gone, so there's a half mill left. And he just walks out, uh, and he goes to his car, and he's looking around like, really, nobody's nobody's coming to get me like i'm gonna get away with this what what department store do you think they're at is that like a mervyn's california type it was of thing billingsley is it billingsley? Oh, billingsley i think that's what it is yeah okay yep and then uh we can just cut to lewis and ordell i just have two well it's the same scene but it's two separate parts i just put together it's him explaining where's melanie yeah where's melanie and then uh they're they're riding in the van and ordell's just like Where's Melanie? Let's <laughs> let <laughs> play out, and then it's at the end of that scene. We all know what happens there. All right, just keep driving over tonight where all them car dealerships is. We're going to leave this heap in the parking lot and pick up the car. The cops don't know nothing about. Where's Melanie? Well, that's, that's what I want to tell you. You see, she was bugging me the whole time. She got pissy with me because I wouldn't let her carry the bag. And then she started running her fucking mouth about, you know, like, because I couldn't remember where the car was parked right away when we came out. So then she got on me about that. Is it this aisle, Lewis? Is it that aisle, Lewis? It's totally fucking with my nerves, man. So what, so, you left her there? I, I shot her. You shot Melanie? Twice in the parking lot. You couldn't talk to her? Well, how can you talk to her? You, know, you couldn't she, just hit her? Maybe, but I, at that at that t- moment, I don't know. I, you shot her twice? Is she dead? I, 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 pretty much. What do you mean, pretty much, Lewis? That ain't no fucking answer. Yes or no? Is she dead? I, I think so. Yeah. You think so? Tell me, Lewis. She's Is dead. she? She's dead. But where'd you shoot her? In the chest and the stomach. If he had to do it, then he had to do it. Right? What we don't want is that bitch surviving on us. No, anybody but that woman. Lewis. What? Where's the rest of it? How much is that? I don't know, maybe 40, should maybe less. You said 550. Yeah, so you light, ain't you? You light about half a million ten. Well, look, man, that's the bag she came out with. She never put a hand in it, neither did I. Came out of where? Out of the, the fitting room. It went down exactly the way it was supposed to. How long was she in there? A minute. Not, not even a minute. She came right out. Oh, she telling me the truth. Listen, I swear to fucking God, man, I swear on my life, 
She came out with that fucking bag, and I took it from her. And then what? And that was it. We went to the parking lot. Well, you shot her. That's right. Lewis, you sure Melanie ain't in a room somewhere with a half million dollars? I worked my ass off to get oh, waiting for you. Fuck you for asking me that. Hey, I'm not How a bitch trying to oh, set me fuck up. You she man. Ask oh, fuck you, brother. How she could you ask fucking him? ask me that? It's Jackie Brown. Well, you know, if she got it, well, why didn't she take it all? Oh, I'd be sure and ask that bitch before I blow her brains out. Well, maybe the feds got it. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. See, if there wasn't nothing in that bag but them towels, then maybe she didn't get a chance to take the money out of her suitcase and the ATF got it. But she put them books in there to trick her ass. Well, that's why I didn't check it, because the bag fell right. That's right. And then she puts 40 grand or so in there to rub that shit in my face. You know what I'm saying? She wants me to know she ripped me off. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Unless, you know, either she's got it or the feds got it. Or... Or, now check this out. What if she gave the money to somebody else first before Melanie even went in the dressing room? Uh-huh. Oh, man, you know what? What? Uh, you know... You know who I saw in the dress department? No, tell me. And I didn't think anything of it. I'm... No, no, I did wonder what he was doing there. I wondered what he was doing there, but I thought it had nothing to do with us. Like, maybe he's with his wife or his girlfriend. It's a big place. Lewis, a lot Lewis, of people Lewis! Lewis! You gonna tell me who you saw? Yeah, Max Cherry. Max Cherry! You see Max Cherry in the dress department where we... Man, look at me when I'm talking to you! You see that motherfucker in the dress department when we about to get a half million dollars and you don't think nothing about him no, being why? there? No, why? they know each other? Hell yeah, they know each other. He bonded the ass out of county. Well, how am I supposed to know you that? You know he's a bail bondsman, don't you? You know all them motherfuckers is crooked as a barrel of snakes, don't you? Why should I think something's weird if I don't know nothing I about them? I don't want to hear no fucking other, excuses, man. I'm giving you fucking excuses, man. And I'm telling you, I don't fucking... I'm giving you fucking reasons. Oh, 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 oh. You gonna tell me the reason you lost every goddamn cent I got in the hey, world? Hey, man. You gonna tell me reasons? You better... Let me tell you the reason, motherfucker. The reason is your ass ain't worth the shit well, no you, more. You better fucking back off, man. There it is. There it is. You got to tell me reasons. <laughs> so Jackie's back in Ray's. It's like an interrogation room. It's back at like the ATF place type of thing. And obviously Michael Keaton's none too happy about what just happened. And one of my favorite lines is when he gets so pissed, he's like, you have no idea where the money is. Yeah, could have gone here. Could have gone there. Me, 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 me. And, uh, does she does make a pretty uh you know presenting i guess what would you call it pretty sound case compelling because, argument yeah compelling argument you could say because melanie you know obviously was shot and killed she was found in the parking lot she had ten thousand dollars of the mark bills on her person she didn't use any of the mark bills to purchase the suit she used cash so unmarked cash so it goes as ray put it, it goes a long way to backing up her story she says, I, I got there early. I thought I, I had my eye on this suit. I thought I had time to try it on. She does Melody, not check out. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. That part of the story, I was yeah. like, yeah, she sells it, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, if I'm the ATF, I'm like, I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> you got there you yesterday and stayed overnight. 
But You're not then allowed again, to they, shop. And why, then, why weren't they watching her, though? Like, they were set up in the food court, and they didn't have anybody watching her, you know, come in with the money. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose they just assumed that everything was going to go down at the food court. Because they're not following her from the airport, either. No. Yeah. Apparently not. Just let her walk around free, whatever, do whatever <laughs> she fucking wants. So there's that, and then Max tracks down uh, Ordell to give him his uh, $10,000 well, back. Well, Max doesn't track him down. Well, Winston tracks down. <laughs> Winston does. Once again, he's doing all the work. That's what he does. He finds people. That's what I do. We called Winston bail bonds. <laughs> Whole house smelled a cat pee. <laughs> Max Cherry's lamenting about... Breaking he into about a... Fu- the- he broke into some dude's house... With a stun gun, yeah, waiting yeah. for him, and it's like he, he, you hear him talk about what he has to do all the time, but you never see him really work much. Yeah, you see yeah. him pick up Jackie Brown, and that's about it. Otherwise, he's leaving early, going to movies, coming out of the bathroom, not washing his hands, or just collecting, <laughs> mo- <laughs> yeah, or collecting money from Ordell. I didn't hear you wash your hands. <laughs> He's like, ah, this guy. <laughs> he's still like doing his belt up when he's walking out. It's like, where the fuck was Winston? He's got the newspaper under his arm. <laughs> yeah. Ordell's like, doors open. Just came in, sat down. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're in the home stretch here. She kind of, Jackie kind of works out a deal with Ray and Michael Bowen. <laughs> I guess. Mark. Mark. Mark? Yeah, yeah, but what, what, what's his name Mark's Mark. last name? I don't remember. Bowen. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't, I don't it's remember. Buck. I'm just going to call him Buck. <laughs> He's here to fuck shit up. And I guess I'm done with notes. Let me just go to. Uh, yes. Max calls Ordell because Winston found him. And he's like, yeah, I got that uh, 10000 from Beaumont Livingston. <laughs> got to return that to you. So, you know, obviously, Ordell's expecting uh, another half mil. Yeah. So, you know, jig is up for him. He's, you know, I know I know what you did, that type of thing. And so he's going to meet up with Max. Max is going to come over. Max comes over, knocks on the door like the fucking police. <laughs> just loud as fuck on that metal door. With Ordell with no ponytail. Everything's just flowing. Yeah. yeah. With that. How the fuck do you know where I live? <laughs> Winston found you. <laughs> How'd he do that? That's what he does. <laughs> he finds people who don't want to be found. Ever since Ice Cube whooped his ass over in Compton. <laughs> Knocks something straight. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have a lazy eye anymore. Well, he kind of oh, yeah, he has a lazy he eye. Had a lazy eye. Yeah, sure but not as bad, though. It was emphasized was... in Friday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's more straight on shots. Accentuated. Friday. No holds barred. Yeah, no holds barred, barred, too, yeah. Yeah. He's quite, uh, yeah. In the dark night, he's not all cross-eyed when he's talking about the big dilemma of should I or shouldn't I blow oh, up the sure other boat. Oh, sure he is. Probably... Yeah, but not, not as severe as Friday. Because Nolan goes, you're going to take away from the entire movie. <laughs> they probably see <CGI'd laughs> If I shoot it. you straight on. They probably see the side, side and we're going to move that eye in post-production. <laughs> Well, I mean, they don't, you know, they let Forrest Whitaker do whatever the hell he wants, and they don't mess with his eye post-production. Well, no. Uh, yeah. But he was in the crying game, so. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? And Southpaw. 
You he's a, I, I, I can't even, He's in Southpaw? He's a fucking gym. Yeah, he's uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's who the gym he goes to. He runs the gym. For the movie Joker. is very forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. W, hashtag WTM never? Never. Is that a, that's the, if nothing else is on. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a, I'd say a never. <laughs> I would, it has been on loop on the movie channels, or it was for a while, yeah. and I turned the TV off and read a book at one point. I went, not into it. You fucking read? Went, nothing's oh, wow. on, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's no good. All right, so Ordell lays it down for Max. And any funny business, Max is the first person that's going to be shot. Or- Ordell thinks Max is bringing his half million, and Max is like, I got a receipt for your ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Where's my half million? He explains that Jackie wants to give it to you personally, explain to you why she took it, and took a big risk trying to hide it from the cops and, and all that. And she's really, really nervous and scared that uh, Ordell's not going to understand. <laughs> So they head on over to the old Max Cherry Bail Bonds. And another thing, it's like, why do you, why do people constantly go into places that have all the lights off? <laughs> so like Ordell at Jackie's place, it just keeps on turning off the lights. It's like the most suspicious thing ever. And he's just going to walk into Max Cherry's Bail Bonds with all the lights off. Doesn't yeah. really make much sense to me. No. Big holes here, Quentin. Come on, dude. <laughs> Ordell's, Jackie, what are you doing sitting here in the dark? Ordell's not the smartest guy. Yeah, he is. We that is we've established that. That is a good point. <laughs> uh, Ray's got a gun. He's got a gun, which he does, but he doesn't. You know, shoot, a, shoot first. It's L.A. Yeah, shoot first. Ask questions <laughs> later, and then sprinkle some crack on him and run <laughs> out. <laughs> Dolomite strolled in and just <laughs> dumped some out, and then just walked out. <laughs> Like, yeah, she tells Ray, you know, you told me you hoped you could get him before he got me, and you did. Thanks. He's like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you think at that moment he gets a little vibe between, do you think he suddenly is realizing that she orchestrated some parts of it? Either Uh, that. That's the vibe I get where he, like, looks at Max and then suddenly, like, thinks maybe something's up. But he said before he doesn't give a shit. If he gets Ordell, that's all he cares about. Yeah. Whatever you and Ordell talked about, don't care. Pretty much as long as he gets Ordell. Mm. Either that or it's also possible, that, or I, I guess you could say at least that he thought that she maybe was acting a little bit. Like, Ray, he's got a gun! So that he would shoot him and kind of take care of a loose end right because they could be i mean obviously he's not gonna be able to turn state's evidence against jackie because he's has all the crimes but he probably knows enough people that maybe he could have somebody kill her or her or place some of the blame on her or at least more of it because there's obviously a lot of stuff she hasn't told ray nicolette well ordell didn't have anybody left except fucking sharonda (laughs) Yeah, she's cracked on the Everybody couch. Everybody else is fucking dead or skipped town. Yeah. Hey, employees, got to let them go. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have hit her? Well, maybe, but... <laughs> but in the moment, I... <laughs> You know you can't talk to her. <laughs> How do you talk to her? 
It was like almost like a Seinfeld conversation. <laughs> how, do you, how do you talk to her? <laughs> so it closes out. Three days later. Yeah. Three days later. Jackie comes over to old Max Jerry Bail Bonds and she's headed off to France, Italy. Brazil, I thought. I thought, no, uh, no, nah, you might be right. Remember. Italy. 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 I think it's Italy. Yeah. Brazil. <laughs> Come on. I think she's heading to Germany. <laughs> I think she said Canada. Got a half mil. I'm going to head to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Max FedEx the, the half million to her house. Yeah. Said, <laughs> Instead of just giving it to her in person or something like that. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to be seen. So she was through still the being mail. followed or something. Which makes a little bit of sense. Maybe the ATF would still follow her for a few days. Well, it was in with his... missing money. Yeah. It was in his safe at his office, wasn't it? And then... Uh... I'm more curious. What did she tell the ATF agents for how Max Cherry gets looped in and is bringing Ordell to the office? Without telling them well i mean watching the movie you don't get an inkling of anything that she tells them because they don't show any of it right she oh, doesn't right. reference like max is coming over with him well she probably well they're, they're in his they're, they're in, in his max office. cherry yeah. bail bonds so how does how does she explain we're gonna well they probably get ordell to come to max cherry bail bonds well, well he, he, he can still do he, the association that he's got he bailed beaumont out he's got to give him his tenth grand back for Beaumont, and he bailed her out. So ipso facto. So you're the, <laughs> you're under the assumption that she didn't tell them anything about Ordell expecting to get his money back. I guess she could have, right? Well, she yeah. Would. That also might be a reason why she she so quickly goes. Ray, he's got a gun. Right. Before he can even talk about maybe the plan that they just hatched. Right. I mean, unless the plan was that she was going to tell them that, uh, tell Ordell that she had the money. But as far as the ATF knows, uh, Ordell already got his money. Melanie took it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. So. But yeah. then she shot. But she only had 10 grand on her. So, so the then it's the Ordell maybe killed her. And then took the other forty grand. Because Jackie never confirmed that anybody was with Melanie when she stole the money. Yeah, she goes, "I didn't see anybody." There's nobody in the dress. Nobody room knows with her. of Lewis, essentially. Yeah, except for Max, and obviously well, he's not going to tell Ray. Well, I guess they do bring up Lewis. Michael Keaton brings up Lewis earlier. Yeah, they knew about Lewis. Yeah. They, they, they knew they, about him, but they didn't know. He well, was, they he was, found well, him dead too. So, right? Because they found him in the car. Yeah, in the van. Yeah. So. So they probably just assumed that he killed both of them, took the money. Yeah. Or Dell. So then we get down to will they or won't they? Jackie Brown edition. Sure, a nice soft kiss, which is a slightly awkward just with Max Cherry. Do you see what I she's... love Robert Forster in here, but it's a little awkward with the kiss. Do you see what she's wearing? She's got a white Kangle hat, white shirt, white blazer. It's the same thing that old Sam Jackson is wearing in the first scene when you see him. White Kangol hat. Not white blazer, but he's got a white button-up shirt open. But she takes the hat off, though, right? No. Hat Whole stays time? on. I believe I the hat so. stays on. I don't remember. 
But she's, but she's and singing. She's dri- and she's driving his car. She's like, well, I took it. Yeah. Yeah, hey. but when she's <laughs> driving on the road singing, she doesn't have a hat on. Well, she took true. it off in the car. I'm pretty sure she keeps it on the whole time in the office. Mm, I eh. think so. I think she did the whole time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Viewers will figure it out when they watch it again. Or I should say listeners. But they're going to be viewing it. So what do you call them? Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. So, yeah, uh, we're left. Well, it ends with the cross 110th Street as she drives off. And Max gets a phone call right as she's about to leave, right after that kiss. It interrupts the kiss, in yep. fact. And it's some lady calling about her you know, son or something that was locked up. Are you trying to look it up right now? <laughs> she, she doesn't have a hat on. She doesn't have the hat on. I knew it. No Sack hat. Of shit. No hat. Could have she had a hat oh, she had the hat on. She had it earlier she was at, at the mall. mall. It was a black one. Memories. They're a weird thing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sometimes they come, sometimes they go. <laughs> That's why eyewitness testimony is not really. So yeah, a, a, no Kangol hat at all at the end. <laughs> it's not real out. <laughs> I think, remember, she, I think she left in the car. I think they talk about it. Because her hair is outstanding. I think she goes, I left my Kangol ad in the car. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, uh, it was Ordell's, but I took it. Hey. <laughs> Not going to miss it, right? <laughs> it came with the car. Max Sherry's like, God damn. <laughs> Bitch is ruthless. Took his hat. Um. So they get interrupted by the phone call and, you know, he's kind of like just a minute and she's like, oh, I'll check you like later. I'll see you. <laughs> check you later. <laughs> Better luck next year. <laughs> That's an exact quote. <laughs> see you next Christmas. <laughs> and uh, she drives off. She's singing across 110th Street. And Max kind of tells the woman on the phone or person on the phone, call me back about a half hour. And he just stands there kind of contemplating, did he make the right decision? Did he not? Should he chase after her, go join her in Italy? It's a real will, will they, won't they? Because she doesn't seem like she's going to, she's not moving to Italy. She's not skipping town. No, because of offenses. Going on a trip. Going on a trip, even though it's very suspicious. <laughs> suspicious. You ever have that? Word you can't get? Three days later, she yeah. got on a trip to Italy. Yeah, after she couldn't. In Ordell's car. Yeah, right. she couldn't get off work. Like two weeks earlier, or was, we I'll lose my about, job. More we talk about the end of this movie, there's a lot of unanswered questions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think Max ends up with her. I think Jackie I by the end. Do you think genuinely genuinely likes him? Do you think he actually quit being a bail sponsman? Well, he's getting old as fuck, so I'm sure he wasn't doing it too much longer. <laughs> well, he's at, so at one point he, he already says, talked about yeah leaving it. He said that he, it, said he wanted to. He's gonna be done. He said, "Yeah, I'm getting out of the business because he realized that the night he picked her up, type thing." And that's when he tells the whole story of him committing Wait. burglary. Whole to... place smelled a cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting there with the stun gun. No, I don't think they get together. I think, think... Ja- I think Jackie's the only one that actually fulfills. Her goal of... They're all old. The whole movie is about growing <laughs> right. old. It is about aging, if you think about it. Because even Ordell, what was his goal with the half million? It puts him over a mill. 
Yep. He can just kick back and spend the rest spend of it. his life. Spend he it. was done. Yeah. Max is going to be done. She's going to be done. Nobody's done except for Jackie. Everybody wants to retire early. Yep. I don't think Jackie and Max ever see each other again. No, I agree. That's how I took it. But she tried and, to get it. She, Max she asked. It wasn't just being play. She asked a couple of times. You know, sure, I can't twist your arm. She's like, what, what's the matter? Are you scared of me? Well, He's he like, got... mm, a little bit. He goes, that is nice of you to say that. I think Max, <laughs> uh, Max keeps writing bales. He, he keeps doing bonds uh, for the rest of his life. Writing bales, doing bonds? Doing bonds, whatever. <laughs> whatever the phrase is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. It just sounded funny. Writing bales. Writing bales. Doing bonds. <laughs> Diversify your bonds, bitch. It's a real inception ending. Does it fall or doesn't fall? Only this movie it's was not. better. Well, yeah, but no, actually, it's a a topic for a different day. It's a tough one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the pessimists could say, no, they don't. Or optimists would say, yeah, they get together. Even if she's going to Italy, she's going to be coming back. Or the realist says they never see each other again. Now, you could say that she's going to obviously live somewhere else, probably. She's not going to live in that same apartment. She's got a half mil. She's probably going to travel somewhere and then live there. But she's got to come pick up all her records. She's already put too much money into them. She's not into the CD revolution, right? (laughs) She doesn't buy new stuff that often. So she is only her mid 40s. 44. Half a mil. She's going to have to get back to work at some point. She's going to have to get that 60,000 benefits. (laughs) Those bennies are going to, you know, she needs those. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's start to wrap it up here. Just try and give a few more fun facts. I noticed on the opening credits that the uh, was it the casting director's name was Jackie Brown. Yep, and it was like her actual name. She um, spelled Jackie different. It was weird. It was like J A K I. Yeah, something stupid. Trendy Jackie. <laughs> Who the fuck spelled Jackie like that? <laughs> um, we talked about music before. Uh, the music in the scene in the mall where Jackie comes out of the dressing room frantically looking for the cops. That was at the the real money exchange. That was the same music as the chase scene in Coffee. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Dun dun. Dun dun dun. Spike Lee publicly criticized Tarantino for his frequent use of the N word. Samuel Jackson, previously a frequent Lee collaborator, still has. He was in Chi Town. Chirac. Chirac. Chi-town. Chi-town. He, he was he, technically he, he was in Chi Town before. <laughs> uh and he's about the only good thing in Chirac. Yeah. Uh he defended Tarantino in the press, like he always does. Miramax chairman Harvey Weinstein called Spike Lee in an attempt to mediate between him and Tarantino, but Lee refused to speak with Tarantino. And that has continued to this day. When Django and Chang came out, Spike Lee had a big fucking to do about it. Big fucking problem with it. You know, heaven forbid, you know, slave owners are portrayed accurately <laughs> itself. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a topic for a different day. Because on one hand, I love Spike Lee's early stuff. On the other hand, second half of his career, second half of his career wish he'd just quit it. The Except P- for yeah. Inside Man. It's pretty good. Inside Man's pretty good. Yeah. Where does he got game fall in there? Second half? No, that's in the first half. First half. Yeah. After pretty much after he got game. No. Yeah. We fell off. 
25th, 25th hours in there. You talked about that. Uh, 25th good. hours pretty good. Edward Norton's good in there. I'd have to watch Philip, it again. Philip Seymour Hoffman's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's a good movie. So Spike Lee's uh, his movies are only good when the Knicks are good, right? Is that how it works? <laughs> I think so. so um, Jackie it. Brown's white 1980 Honda Civic is the same car Butch drives in Pulp Fiction with Bruce Willis. Um, which, which is uh, where he knocks down Marcellus Wallace. Counting flowers on <laughs> Captain Kangaroo. It's also in the strip club parking lot in Kill Bill, Volume 2. It's just sitting in the parking lot. Nobody drives it. Hmm. It's just sitting there. I think Quentin just has it. Just puts it. I, yeah, I think it's just one of those things he has. <laughs> Sounds like he's just resourceful. <laughs> I don't want to spend money on another car. Let's keep using this one I have. <laughs> um, Fully depreciated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can confirm that Longtime Woman, the song that plays while well, Jackie's being arra- arraigned. 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 You ever have that? Word you can't get? Uh, is being locked in prison. It's called Longtime Woman. Yeah. It was performed at the Big Dollhouse. Uh, let's see here. There's some more specific score notations here for the music scores from exploitation films that start Pam Greer, including the Big Dollhouse um, and Coffee. And they use Aragon, Escape, Brawling Broads, Exotic Dance, which would be that one, the scene at the uh, the meeting at the exotic the, restaurant yeah, type of place. In a proportion of three to one. That's <laughs> yeah. A ratio of three to one. Yeah, I don't mix business and pleasure except for in a ratio of three to one. <laughs> and also Vitroni's theme. Vitroni. Vitroni's theme. Love that guy. King is dead. When Nerdell tells Melanie to pick up the phone, and she grudgingly does so and then hands it over quickly, it's a direct reference to Truck Turner, which is another black exploitation like black trucker movie, um, which I haven't seen, but I saw a lot of references um, reading stuff online. Never heard of Truck Turner. Never heard of Samuel Jackson, you know, says this is some repugnant shit. Towards the end of the movie, he says the same line in Pulp Fiction and Shaft, 2000. Mm. This is some repugnant shit. One of my favorite lines is towards the beginning when they're watching Chicks with Guns, and he goes, I'm serious as a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) I say that as often as possible. You do? I try to find ways to to (laughs) squeeze that into everyday conversation. You wake up in the morning like, "Ah, how can I fit this in today? It happens a lot, too, because I say a bunch of random shit to people. They're like, are you serious? I'm "I'm serious as a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) really hope not. Um, You you talked about the Akuna Boys being referenced. In addition to the Kuna Boys being referenced at the mall, um, I believe it's at the mall where Jackie's eating food from Teriyaki Donut, which is the same place that Marcellus Wallace bought food from before being run over by Butch in Jackie Brown's Civic. Huh. So there you go. What a fun fact. <laughs> Ordell also says he didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. This line was used by Dick Ritchie in True Romance. And tons sure of people in the world. It's yeah. a pretty common phrase. Yeah, well, 
Stupid. Two movies written by Tarantino. <laughs> Pretty sure Dick Ritchie said that while he was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd! <laughs> the toilet paper! <laughs> all right, I think that's about all I got. There's a lot of other, you know, director trademarks that we can get into, but we've already kind of touched on some of them. Feet, trunk. People talking in front of a mirror, which happens in most of his movies. Usually in the bathroom. That's where a lot of mirrors are. But <laughs> Sometimes there's mirrors in other places. God. Oh, it was a long one today. Yeah. You guys got anything else you want to add? No. So what what would what would we rank this? The new WTM ranking scale. Are you you're familiar with the rating scale? No? No. <laughs> so No, I didn't hear about it. Because that. everything is either solid or not solid on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or or baller. Or baller or all right. Uh <laughs> We created a rating scale. So we call it WTM ASAP for the very best. Okay. WTM soonish, basically second best. WTM eventually, which is just movies you'll watch before you die. There's no rush. WTM if nothing else is on, kind of a last resort, and then WTM never. So obviously this isn't either of the last two, but ASAP, soonish, or eventually. Here's the thing, because we're going to have – we might have an additional rating system overall. Like this, that rating system is obviously going to be used a lot more for newer movies, like ones you need to go out and see ASAP. I mean, a lot of the movies we break down, we'd probably say ASAP or soonish. Well, Which right. Would you agree? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can do that. We can still say. I. Is fucking it ASAP? ASAP. I did ASAP. I just go out and fucking it's Tarantino. It's basically yeah. like if you're a film nerd, you need to see the fucking movie type yeah. thing. Yeah. You shouldn't be talking about movies. And also, if people have listened to this episode, they should have seen it already. Right. But yeah, ASAP. It, ASAP Rocky. It, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Southpaw. Let's revisit it. What do we think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Well, reach out to us. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter. At watch this <laughs> underscore movie. Facebook. Eh, this will be, if I meant, well, since you already mentioned, this is the fourth time in our 90 episodes or so that we've ever mentioned that we have a Facebook oh, fan page. I forget. Because I don't really, we don't really give a shit. There's only like, like 40 some 50 likes on there. I We don't, it's mostly just a few of our friends. Yeah. Because that was how we like started before we even did the website or the podcast. We started some stuff on there. We just put some writing stuff, kind of organize our thoughts and what we're going to do. So, I mean, we don't – everything runs through Twitter and our website. So, I mean, when we post stuff on Twitter, it'll post on Facebook. So, if you're on Facebook and you want to follow along, like, oh, a new episode came out and you want to see it on Facebook, Yeah. You can look us up and like us. If not, so what's, what's we don't the give a shit. Name? What's the Facebook? Page? Well, it's WTM Watch This Movie, but if you go to, I think there's a bunch of those, if I remember, like back when we did the. Like the URL, the I believe, is facebook.com slash funny film commentaries. Yeah. Is, I believe, what it is. Because we were going to do more commentaries back when we had the genesis of our idea. Yeah. 
We're going to do like a science or mystery science theater thing. Yeah. And we tried it with twins. Twins. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we shouldn't do comedies, even really... shitty comedies. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go on there, like us if you want. <laughs> if not, we don't give a shit. We just would like you to subscribe and rate and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Listen to all our episodes there. Or you can go to our website, WTMWatchThisMovie.com. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. And yeah, we prefer you follow us on those platforms. Facebook, if you're on there, more power to you. Thanks. But it doesn't really chap our ass if you don't. Mine's chapped. <laughs> that's, that's just for other reasons. Though. Yeah, <laughs> other reasons. All right. Well, check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you lost my case.